time I bring up my favorite movie or song, y'all call my shit corny. You act like I don't have no taste and no flavor. I'm a Luddite or some bullshit like that. What kind of particular shit is that? It's the shit I like. That's what I like. That's my type of shit. You know? Don't you know y'all just say something nice? Showtime. Welcome to the Say Something Nice podcast. Film, TV, and music news, discussions, and reviews from a multicultural point of view. In this special episode, we will actually be discussing the homegoing service of Aretha Louise Franklin, including the performances by people such as Fantasia, Jennifer Hudson, the Clark sisters, and more, and the remembrance speeches and some of the controversy that surrounded the program as well. This special episode includes me, Brandon, Latria, and our special guest, Carolyn, and our special guest, Carolyn, from the C-Dove show, Coffee Light and Sweet, and Greg, a.k.a. Triple Free. Hello, everybody, and welcome. My name is Brandon. Oh, sorry. All right, sorry, 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 sorry. I'm gonna introduce everybody because it's like, okay. Okay. Well, I don't know to go in. I didn't know. <laughs> Hello, everybody. This is Brandon, and this is the Say Something Nice podcast. Um, clap, clap, clap. Clap, clap, clap. <laughs> And I am joined here today by a, a wonderful panel of um, wonderful people, including Latria. Hello. Uh, special guest, Coffee Light and Sweet. Hello, everybody. Special guest, Carolyn from the C-Dub Show. Hey, everybody. And special guest, Greg from Treble Free and um, the Aretha Franklin two-part um, special we did last week, well, two weeks ago. Yeah. All right, we are here. This episode, as you probably know after you've downloaded this, um, is called The Repast at um, Podcast um, because it is coming after the funeral. I love uh, the title. I love the title. Because, because Black folks have a repast. Yes, we, we do. And there are do. rules to the repast. We need to follow mm. all the repast mm. rules. Yes. So we all have our plate uh, with... Um, Fried chicken and our collard greens and our mac and, and cheese. And potato salad. And potato salad. Pound cake. And pound cake. cake. Yes. The mac and cheese has been baked in the oven. This ain't no Velveeta mess. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Talk about it. Talk about it. But, but look, our plate is small because we ain't in the family and we had to wait a long time. Yeah. So we just got a dollop of each. Listen, I'm still convinced that people were speaking back. Oh, he, people was people was going back in shifts, going to the back. Let, to eat. let us find out there was a craft of services at the Rita Franklin's funeral in, in the. Um, <laughs> they probably hey, wait, the way, in the, the Sunday way school Fantasia, room. The way that Fantasia went to that back, huh? They had some food. They had a craft service. They had. They sure to. did. They had to. But yeah, since Aretha Franklin's funeral was as much, it was a lot of things. First of all. It was a celebration, of course, of the life and career of, you know, one of the greatest um, musicians who will ever live, you know, the Queen of Soul, Aretha Franklin. It was, in some ways, a concert, you know, a gospel R&B concert that featured a lot of the top performers of the past and of the present. It was, in many ways, like a microcosm, like a sort of kind of a window into, like, the Black community, you know, how Black churches sort of kind of Still to this day, though, less emphasized, sort of kind of the center of what we think of as Black culture and everything. And it also represented 
uh, to some degree, the best and the worst of the Black church in general <sighs> and how it relates to the modern day. Can I throw this in there, Brandon? Mm-hmm. I've seen this term online. I did not originate it, but it is the most hilarious. Aretha Cella. <laughs> it really, I mean, it really was. I saw was. Aretha Cella. I was like, oh, God. It, it was long enough to oh, be Aretha Cella. It sure it was. The vast, the vast different types of artists to be Aretha Cella. They all had they look. They stayed on. T- I know we're gonna get the Bishop Ellis, but I, can I just say he was a perfect MC? Because if you ever notice, when somebody look like they're about to go a little bit too long, he just kind of stood up. He was still clapping. He still had the Holy <laughs> Ghost, but it's like it's time oh, for you to yeah. sit down now. Yeah, he knew how to organ. He was a great MC. He was. He was a great he just, MC, he just except did for that one. one that day. Yeah, one. Well, yeah, we talk about that. Um, and what I also want is like Carolyn mentioned, it was long. So the <laughs> actual service was scheduled for six hours from 9.30 a.m. until 3.30 p.m. Um, by 11 o'clock, people had not been still been seated yet. They were milling about, <laughs> visiting, looking at the body, like, mm, they, ooh, she looked like herself. Yes, she does. Lord Jesus. Mm-hmm. With them ankles like crossed. <laughs> As Bill Clinton said, I wonder what my friends got on today. <laughs> oh, my God. That was so perfect. Yeah. And it's funny because, like, like a lot of venues streamed it live. Um, I watched both the Time magazine, the BET, the um, the TV One because they, they TV One's feed went down three times during the broadcast. Yeah, of course it did. did it? Uh, of course. I think I think it was, I actually don't think it was there. I think it was NBC's feed because I remember when the um when the um the the, the clapper not the digital clapperboard came up and said you know like the um the color bars came up and said NBC News. It's like oh. Because you know, TV One used to be part owned by Comcast until they bought all the oh. um, all the um, the interest back, the Captain Hughes um, Radio One family. Because TV, I, TV, I think it might have been Detroit's feed somewhat. Yeah, uh, Detroit might have. Uh, they might have got it from WDIV, which is the local affiliate mm-hmm. for Detroit. Because um, I actually went. I didn't think I could get it other than TV One. I went on to. Uh, I announced it that day. I was able to go over to WDIV, click on Detroit on my Roku, and go and watch the live feed there. And they had like the pre-show, which I, I know that sound bad. The pre-show for the funeral. The wake. They should have just called it the wake. Like they, the wake. The pre-show. Wait a minute. I mean, yeah, it was basically the wake. That's how you know black folks wasn't running it because we would have said, "This is the wake." <laughs> but yeah, like it it lasted until 6 p.m., like 6 30 something p.m. People said the, the, the cemetery closed. They got to keep a wreath overnight. But I think they got, I think they did go ahead and put the body in the ground afterwards. I I mean, so they, first of all, they are not finna turn them away. <laughs> I thought it was <laughs> just until about seven or just until before like, seven. It was like 6 45, like basically. Yeah. Okay. But if they did turn that away, if they did turn over, that would be the because at our funerals at uh you got Rose Manor, and they will they quit to be in the series. Like, we got to get to the field, to the uh, mortuary. We got to get to the mortuary. They ain't going to let us put it in the ground. That would have been right. the blackest. But, I mean, it's Aretha Franklin. Like, they would right. never. Exactly. Yeah. They, They'd they, be like, they oh, we, we got 24-hour staff on call. <laughs> <laughs> Take your time. And keep the, keep the parking lot open for all the pink Cadillacs, you know. Right. Oh, yes. yeah. Where, where did they get all of those? Mary Kay. Mary Kay. <laughs> That was beautiful, though. It was such a lovely send-off. You know what I didn't figure out until the day of the funeral? 
because I did I did see somebody um in my Facebook feed posted about um gathering all the Mary Kay, you know, uh, pink Cadillacs together, but I did not know that they really that, did it. No, I didn't know that um Bishop Ellis's wife works for Mary Kay and she was the organizer of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, so they so they they really were like it's not a joke they really were Mary Kay Cadillacs. Yes. Yeah, they are oh. because whenever Mary, whenever you do really good in Mary Kay sales, oh, they yeah. give you a Cadillac. Oh yeah, right. I know that. I just didn't know that they really. I mean, I made a joke about it. I didn't know that they really just was like, "Hey, Mary Kay, send us a bunch." Oh, okay. So a lot of them gathered together, and uh, Bishop Ellis's wife worked it all out, and. Called everybody up and said, hey, everybody drive into town and let's have a whole bunch of pink Cadillacs to usher her on out. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's nice. Yeah. I have I a think- question. Why this church? What, what's- I think it was a space issue. The space? Okay. Because Aretha's home church was still New Bethel, where I grew okay. up. Okay, that's what um, I was That's what I was trying to but, remember. But Greater Grace is a lot larger. Listen, in Detroit, they call Greater Grace the city of David. Oh Lord. Okay. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm not joking. They call it the city of David, and that it covers that whole block, um, where where it is on Seven Mile in Detroit, and the whole area over there looks nice. Right. So, okay. Greg, I, I I heard they shut down Seven Mile all day because the funeral was August the thirty first. I believe I heard, it. Yeah, they I heard they shut down eight, Seven Mile starting at six a.m. Ooh. Listen, they 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 wow. listen. I'm not shocked. I've been I've been on several Detroit streets where they've shut stuff down for a party. So I'm not shocked at all. I believe they could I believe they did it. I totally believe it. Um right. it was it, it wasn't really shocking to me because I've seen it happen before. Um where it's like a really big event in the city uh, that's important to us, as I wrote the back of my hand. Um, and they'll shut down, you know, whole city blocks. It's happened before. Damn. Right. I mean, you forget, I mean, before Mike Dugan, we had all black, like, you know, black mayors, Kwame, then, you know, Coleman, of course. And uh, basically the whole police force has been black since the 70s. Yeah, we'll get With, to Mike Dugan because know. I have questions about him. So yeah, so <laughs> so Greater Grace Temple is a Pentecostal church, right? It's not a Baptist church. I don't know. I'm look. I I I, I googled it. So I'm just. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm used, it's I'm a what used, kind of church? Pentecostal. Pentecostal. Oh, okay. I'm used to all the churches now being non-denominational because they want because yeah. they want to mm-hmm. be more affable to everybody and uh, welcoming and warm to everyone. I know my my home church that I had before I left. Second Ebenezer um, went non-denominational. Oh, nigga, so, um, Wikipedia does not sleep. They have already added um, the thing about Bishop Ellis and, and Ariana Grande to his Wikipedia page. It's a whole section mm-hmm. now. <laughs> on, on Bishop Ellis. Uh, oh, yeah. let, me, let me go. Let me I'm go forth. <laughs> let, let, let me go forth there now. Right. And let me just say this because at the risk of sounding bad, Uh-oh. I I think I think what he did to her was wrong. Um, in terms of groping her, I thought that was bad. But the joke he made about her name was, was so, worse. That was, I, I laugh. You laugh. Okay, it, it's, oh. it's a it's a it's a racist was, joke. But people it's a racist people, joke, people yeah. laugh at racist jokes. They just do. 
It was so Detroit to me. That's Detroit. That's that old school Detroit Jonah we used to do. Like we clown on somebody's name. Like, oh, I thought that was on Taco Bell menu. Yeah, and you know what I think about the situation? I'm like, he was he was absolutely wrong for groping her. Yes, he absolutely was. But it has also allowed us to overshadow the fact that number one, she was terrible. Wait, 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 two, hold on, hold on, hold on, whoa, whoa. hold on, hold on, whoa, whoa. We'll, we'll get to Ariana Grande. Let's do the oh, okay. sequence because we, yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> I know you got. Uh, make, 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 take some quick notes because I, I know you got you got feelings. Everybody got feelings about that. But okay. yeah, take some quick notes. But let's let's go on in order. All right. Let's all right. Yeah. So Bishop Ellis, of course, he introduced um, the um, the whole entire thing, and then um, um, Lady Ellis came up dead like the traditional church mother. You know, good morning church and everything like that introduction. Mm-hmm. They brought out Bishop T.D. Jakes to read the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because as famous as he is, I, maybe it's just me, I had ne- never actually heard T.D. Jakes preach before. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. I don't know oh, how Lord. I don't know how that happened. But <laughs> every now and then I'll watch him. Yeah. He, he he's he's awesome. He's a good preacher. I, I, I like his daughter, though. His daughter is amazing. Really? His daughter preaches? Sarah Jakes. Mm-hmm. Really? really? Yeah, well, her that. husband, they have a, what is it, One Church LA? Hmm. They, have a, um, they have an app, too, and they release the episodes, like, on podcasts, like, on hmm. their app. Okay. Yeah. Jesus got a podcast, huh? Okay. <laughs> and they had um, Pastor Solomon Kinlock read from the New Testament, and they had Pastor P.A. Brooks reading from the 23rd Psalm. Yeah, I, I uh, Solomon kind of uh, started under Reverend Robert Smith Jr. while I was going to that church in New Bethel. Okay. He started up under him, which was, it was good to see him because he's, he's doing amazing stuff. He runs Triumph Church, which is uh, in the same, you know, same city. And he's he's doing excellent work. Everybody who's ever been to Triumph tells me great things about it. Um, so I'm I'm very happy for him. All right. And the first musical performer, I don't know why they ordered it this way, was Faith Hill. Oh, oh. and I wrote in my notes. And, I wrote my notes. Beautiful gowns. Wow. <laughs> you know what I think? What I feel like mean? they they wanted to get the non-church folks and non-black folks just out the way. You took it out of my mouth. They just, they was like, we gotta have these people in here for white purposes. So let's just, <laughs> let's just, I'm sorry. I'm let's sorry. just get it out the way right now and be done with it. And they had her sing, they, they had her sing a nice little hymn that black folks and white folks can all agree on. What a friend we have in Jesus. <laughs> but she started is, out strong, though. She started out okay. I said, all right, Faith. Okay. The thing right, is, I, was, yeah. I think she felt pressure to sing black in the black church. Oh, no. And she's not yep. capable of that. She has a nice singing voice. She can sing regular. Her and Rita have done songs before. It yeah. so shouldn't have been a big deal. Black, let me put this into black choir terms. She started out strong because it's a strong hymn. But in black churches, we have a vamp. And if you don't know how to vamp, then you no. should just she just sit down. Yeah, and that's when it. you separate the uh <laughs> the the big folks from the, from the small folks. folks. It's like that's come true. through. That's right. Yeah. And we'll we'll, get, we'll get back to vamp dynamics when we get to Shaka Khan, because I feel oh. like that's an important conversation with her. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> mm. Right. But I, I don't even know why Faith Hill was there. 
Me either. White oh, purposes. White purposes. Like, I mean, they, had, they brought her Ariana Grande had to make sure that it wasn't an all-black affair so that it was balanced. You know? Well, that's not true. No. they Ariana Grande was there because the family liked what she did on The Tonight Show. Okay. Okay, but um, I that's mean, why she was there. Yeah, but Faith Hill wasn't her and Aretha friends or something, or at least right. they, they had son the girl, together. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> Greg is not buying it. He was, he was <laughs> they might have had a friend. Well, they might have oh, had okay, a friendship. Think about it like this: in at Whitney's funeral, we knew that that was about to be a black ass affair when they called it a home going, and the white people kept calling it a homecoming. But they was able to insert. <laughs> oh yes, they, they was able to insert some white people so that it felt balanced. They didn't know that Aretha's friend was going to be so black that that one little white lady wasn't going to bring no white balance. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> right. The, so. ho- ho- the home going, homecoming, though? Yeah. You don't um, remember that? No. And it, and it was Don Lemon, of all people who had to set them straight, it's not a home coming, it's a home going. going. Yeah. Don Lemon, girl. Yeah. Because, you know, all, all white people saw was home something. And they, th- they said, oh, they thought home going was a mistake. They thought it was, you know, they, she had her funeral at her home church in Jersey. They said, it's so nice. She's having a homecoming to her home church. And Blakey was like, no. no. It's a home going to the Lord. It's Right, like she's going, going home. Mm. Yeah. Mm. All right, so the next person to come up and speak was um, Detroit Mayor Mike Dugan, the first white mayor ever to be mayor of Detroit since the 70s. So I just went to and look him up he actually won the election twice. I thought he was like, like, who was the person that was like appointed by the state to run Detroit for a little while? Who was that? Uh, David somebody. Okay. That, but it wasn't the state. It was, um, oh, I remember that. Like, like during the, um, like the, during, uh, the, during yeah, the, the bankruptcy and everything like that, they like, they had like a, a court appointed person. Who was running? Because I thought I thought it was him, but apparently he actually won the election. But people yeah. just that mad about Kilpatrick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were. Yeah, they were. And honestly, uh, Detroit has slowly been gentrified, very slowly, mm. um, to the point now where they've been reworking. Um, the last time I was home, what two years ago for a, a friend's funeral, um, a family friend funeral, it was. Uh, what they call Midtown, up to about Woodward and Grand Boulevard. They, they've been revitalizing up to that area, and they've been making it nice. They was already working on downtown for a lot of the young doctors that they've been putting out because Detroit Medical Society has been really great. Detroit Medical Center, mm-hmm. they've been doing a lot of good stuff, bringing a lot of young doctors in. And so they've been revitalizing all of that so they got somewhere to stay. And they've been doing a lot of gentrifying, kicking people out of Cass Corridor and whatnot. It's that's, a lot of that's been happening, um, and rebuilding up certain areas. But I forgot about that emergency financial manager. I forgot about that. Yeah, I'm trying to see if I can find a name, but basically, it was, so it's not him. So he's actually the mayor. He actually got elected. And yeah. wow, okay. I've been going. <laughs> since, I've been going since 2010. So anything after that, I'm kind of like you know, I'm just no like bits and pieces. But, when yeah. when will uh, Kilpatrick be back from camp? Uh, when when, when hell freezes over, <laughs> he'll be old. <laughs> I know he's Bro. got like 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 a couple mm. of years of a sentence. Mm. He's gonna be there for a while. Didn't I hope he never comes back. Him? Okay. Did his wife divorce him? Well, yeah, That's, recently. Yeah. 
I, I heard he filed. Oh, really? I heard he filed, but they just they just recently divorced recently, like in the last month or two. Um, but just to be clear, I mean, and, and this is not hatred for anything black because I'm pro-black all the way. Mm-hmm. But my beef with Kwame Kilpatrick was he had all this opportunity. And for those who are listening within the sound of my voice and know Detroit, like I know Detroit, you know Carolyn Cheeks Kilpatrick. You know she was everything Detroit is because she's still alive. Um, and she was great. And this is her son, and he does the city like that. I was, that's why I was so upset about all of it. I was young and black and had a lot of promise and believed, yo, he's young, black, he's doing the thing. This was, this was, I think, concurrent to Barack Obama's rise. So a lot of us in Detroit had a lot of hope for Kwame. It it was, it was just, it was. Concurrent to him, his rise as the senator is like, like it was yeah. that period because, like, yeah, yeah, he went to jail. So a, lot of, eight. a lot of us really had a lot of hope in Kwame, man. And for him to do what he did, it was just like, yeah. oh, so man. yeah, Kwame Kilpatrick, I mean, um, yeah. federal prisoner number four four six seven eight zero three nine, will be up for wow. a possible parole in two thousand and thirty seven. Will he be? He'll be sixty seven years old. Wow. Shut up. How long did he get? 28 years. Wow. What was the actual, you. what was the conviction for again? Um, it was like money laundering or something? Extortion? Uh, what, um, what fraud. Uh, bribery, extortion, and fraud. Mm-hmm. That just seems like a long time for that. Well, to be, to be totally fair, I yeah. think he got an unfair sentence. However... Those of us who know Detroit and who know all the people that got mad at him for what he did, mm-hmm. like Elbrooks Brooks Patterson and all these other people who have done the same crimes but just never really got caught with the right. hand in cookie jar like he did, um, they wanted to make an example out of Kwame. Yeah, he apparently yeah. got like a million dollars worth of kickbacks from like um, Ooh, corrupt uh, contracts and stuff and like backdoor things he was doing. And at the same time, the only reason that um, and have, have any of you seen New Jack City? Yeah. Oh, of course. Oh, yeah. That, uh, that moment when you stopped working, <laughs> that moment when you stop, when Nino stopped working with the cops and started out like he was above them, he, mm-hmm. stopped, he stopped um working with the Don and thought he was above him is when he fell. Mm-hmm. That's what happened to Kwame. Okay. Wow. Oh, that's, I mean, in my opinion, because like I said, everybody's been taking money, everybody's at their hand. And yeah. Something. He got a little ego on him. He thought he, he got was a little untouchable. Ego. He thought he was untouchable. Mm-hmm. Having having naked parties at the Manugian Mansion <laughs> and all this all this other oh. jazz. Girl, look, <laughs> he he just got ahead of himself. That's what yeah. happened. Because he, I mean, Detroit cops. I can't even listen. If if I say all this, y'all gonna have to take my name out. Let's not get you an intro. I'm just saying, like, (laughs) you stop while you hate. Don't don't do it, Greg. Don't do it. But but let's let's get back to um, what I did through (laughs) Miss (laughs) Healy. Let's get back to wow. Let's get back to Mike Dugan. So basically, he got up there and gave like this, you know, political ass speech. But one the one good thing about his speech was that they are going to rename Shane Park where they actually the night before had. Rita's first service, the public one that you know that last night and everybody performed at. Um, I heard it was horrible. Uh, we really? ain't, I ain't watch it. 
<laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't get a chance to, but I heard it was horrible. But yeah. but it wasn't, is that the one where Gladys said I, uh, we had the same disease and now everybody thinks she died? Yeah. No. No. She said that actually on the pre-show. Okay. Oh. On the pre-show, she said, yeah, we had the same thing. And that's when all the news popped up. And I literally was seeing it on my feed as the as it went on. They they took a quick stop to tell that little story. Oh, apparently she reported she had it too. She got it too. And she's suffering from it too. We about to lose her. And then it was like, oh. no, she had breast cancer that she got over. Is that, yeah. is that was correct? Oh. Okay. Yes, yeah. she had breast cancer. She made she issued a correction. Okay. But yeah, they're gonna rename Shane Park as Aretha Franklin Park. They're gonna they're gonna issue a um resolution to the uh, city Which council. Which I was very I was very excited about. I was very glad they're doing that. I'm, right. I'm glad they're doing that. Yeah, speaking of city council, Brenda Jones, who's the city council president, got it right after um, Mike Duke and just sort of kind of reaffirm to talk about how she was um in charge of the campaign to get, I'm not sure what street it was, girl, you can tell me, renamed as Aretha Franklin Way. It was some street, I forget. I, I actually saw that too. I'm my, uh, uh, pardon my memory. I forgot what street it was, but I do, I saw that resolution as well. And I think the last time I was home, I saw that stretch of street. Madison? I, I think Madison is correct. Yeah. Okay. I think Madison is correct. Yes. So um, that was good to see. That was really good to see. I, you know, I can remember. Um, I don't actually remember when they named it, but I remember seeing, you know, back home where New Bethel sits, it's C.O. Franklin Boulevard. And they have that because that was Linwood for the longest. It still kind of is. But it's always been C.O. Franklin Boulevard when you come in the vicinity of the church. Right. Then. So, a, f- kind of thing. a personal friend named Joanne, whose last name I didn't get because she's not on program. Uh, she got up to speak. This is a <laughs> Joanne about- Watson. Put, okay. Put Joanne Watson. Yeah. Bless the butter about Black Church. I know I'm not put on, me program. on program. Joanne Watson is a former city council member and one of the blackest people in Detroit. Okay. <laughs> I remember. Oh, I saw her. I was like, oh, Joanne Watson there? I was like, what? Yeah. Joanne Watson. Yeah. Then is, was that the lady that 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 handles Aretha's money like her personal assistant or am I mixing no, her up? No, okay. you're mixing up. That that was another lady that um Bishop okay. Ellis brought up next to. Him. Okay, sorry. Yeah, that's okay. Uh Bishop Ellis brought her up and, and explained that this was um Aretha's um male lady male and her, lady her assistant. So if you saw this sister come with a check, it was from Sister Aretha. <laughs> and I was like, really? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, that didn't shock me because she had a lot of people. As a matter of fact, the person that whose funeral I went to um, back home last time I was home was uh, Carolyn King. Uh, rest in peace to her. She actually used to work for Aretha. So she used to work in her office and work with her. Um, a lot of people in Detroit uh, that were in the church community did work with Aretha because, you know, she she kept everything local. That's one thing I do appreciate about Aretha the most. But go on. Okay. And then uh, Rick Steiner got up governor of Michigan. I, and my notes say, Ooh. <laughs> Poison all them kids. It's, it's, mm-hmm. time, it's times like that that I appreciate the decorum of certain people in Detroit because I, I didn't understand why he didn't get booed. 
Right. <laughs> he did I get booed, but people, he did not get booed. Nobody yeah, booed at but all. But people mentioned later on talking about the Flint water crisis in their speeches. Oh, they went. Oh, uh, Michael Eric Dyson yeah. went. Uh, <laughs> but I'm but I'm I sure he like, left yes. like right after he talked, though, right? I'm sure no. he didn't stay around for that. Mm-mm. He probably didn't. Probably gave his speech and left because mm. he knew his nasty ass. I know. I'm, I'm so tired of that man. Ugh. I ugh. I right. tell you. Anyway, but yeah, uh, he did give his little speech, and I I went. I think I went to go to the bathroom or something. <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't listen to the guy. I just was like, mm-hmm, okay. You know, I wonder though, like, w- maybe it's just me because I'm the kind of person where I'm just like, I don't care who I am, who somebody is. I'm not inviting certain people. Like, I wonder, did they feel pressure to? Because hmm. if it was my mama, I would have been like, no. <laughs> they may have, because, you know, she's a, she was a, a very important public figure. You know, you bring out, you know, the um, the, ma- the mayor and the governor. And if it hadn't been Trump, he probably would have brought the president, too. But, I mean, there's the people that, like, if, you know, like Bill Clinton and Barack, for let's say, like, she knew them. Like, they were yeah. cool with her. But, like, people like the governor, which who clearly <laughs> is no friend I'm of the family. Like, I'm just like... I just, if it was me, I would not want to have to like kowtow to inviting people that don't necessarily hold the same kind of morals or, or standards of the deceased. Um, I, I would agree with that's you. That's why I'm glad I my mom is not famous because none of y'all niggas would be at the funeral. I, would, <laughs> I, would, I, agree. I wouldn't even tell but, y'all when it was. But I, I, th- okay. I, throw this, I throw this out at you to think about just to consider. And this is not shade, but it's just for right. thought. Um... I myself was wondering why Rick Snyder was there or mm-hmm. why he was even invited to speak. But then I also found myself wondering, where is Anita Baker? Where are the Winans? Where are they? Yeah, yeah I was wondering I was about like, the Winans, though. Where? I mean, they Detroit like a mug. Where are they at? Maybe they had like super bad blood or something. I don't know. I don't know. But I mean, Anita is on tour, so and that could be weird. I don't know. I got a thousand degrees of shade for that. I just, I want to know where these people were. Like, I mean, I didn't know her and Aretha had anything wrong necessarily. And even if this is death, I mean. Yeah, that's true. But anyway, I, yeah, I, I myself wondered to your question about why um, Snyder was there. Mm -hmm. I'll say this. I think it's the same reason that Jasper Williams gave the eulogy. Because a lot of black church folks are very forgiving for things that mean us no no good. Very true. Yeah. And the only reason that Jasper was there to do the eulogy is because mm-hmm. he did C.L. Franklin's eulogy. Mm-hmm. And like, and, and I would take fa- it a step like further and say that black folks too, right? Yeah, I would take it a step further and say that black folks are already are also very big on protocol. And who right. I, I don't know who we talking about, but I know we talking about a, a state official or the mayor or somebody. Governor Snyder, and the, governor. the governor. Yeah, the governor not coming to the biggest star that came out of the city. Black people. That's that's like it's supposed to happen. They yeah. would not even entertain him not being invited, nor him not showing up. Did they see yeah. him in the pulpit like they did um, uh, Farrakhan and Clinton? 
I don't think. I, don't think, I hope not. <laughs> no, no, I don't think nobody white was up there. No, Clinton, he wasn't. In, Clinton was up there. Oh well, I mean, you know, <laughs> according to some segments of the population, he. We'll get to that well, too. That I mean, that's how he was introduced. Yes. Yeah. So. Did you see that part? No. Since, since we okay. here, I I only saw from Tyler he, to Jennifer. Okay. Awesome. When Bishop Ellis introduced Bill Clinton, he told that uh-huh. tired-ass joke about Bill Clinton being the first black president. But before that, it, the lead-in to the joke was we didn't see Barack Obama coming, yeah. so we anointed him the first black president. And you could tell yeah. by Bishop Ellis' tone <laughs> that he made a lot of money in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He loved him some motherfucker Bill Clinton. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Big time. Wait, was Hillary... Did Hillary... Hillary did was, come. Hillary was there. She ain't got shit else Hillary, to do. Wait, wait. Hillary was there because Michael Eric Dyson said to President Clinton and her husband, Bill... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody I know was talking about his speech. I did the Koji perimeter run in my house. Can and I let me and let me just tell you about Bishop Ellis when he introduced uh, uh, Hillary. You know, Hillary is a she and she's she's still a senator. Ain't she? Is she still a senator? no, no, she's not. No, but she's no. a former senator. She's a former senator. And he just he just introduced her as Lady, Lady Hillary. Hillary. Yeah, this is not Greenleaf. She is she is a former senator. Secretary of State. Give me a second. Oh my! Oh my. <laughs> she said, okay, "Keep us on track, Brent. Keep us on track. Where are we?" All oh right, my. let me get back on track. Okay. Uh, next up is Ariana Grande that so got to perform uh, "Natural Woman." Here we go. Which way, yo? The real shade of her performance was how whoever was doing sound for Greater Grace Temple fucked her. Up. <laughs> they had the background singers louder than her. Yeah. Oh, I was wow. like, oh my god, why are they doing that to her? They make her like like an like, like old um chic record. I feel like they must have had the, when they say the family asked her, it must have been the little kids. It had to be. <laughs> had to it be. had to be. They was like, mommy, I don't know none of these things. Can we have Ariana Grande? It's gotta be. Okay, I so just just so we clear, the little shade of what you just said, and, and this is how I gleaned what I gleaned <laughs> from it, is when I had heard um they the family invited uh Ariana Grande to be on there based on what they saw her do on the Tonight Show. When I saw Aretha's niece or Aretha's granddaughter step up there, I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Hey, Lonnie, can I have a singer too? That's what you happened. You the one, huh, girl? Yeah. I was like, go invite that little Ariana Grande girl up here. Who? So right. listen, okay, so the whole thing was that about was Ariana Grande's dress too short to be in church. Now, as a person who was was little, I wasn't really high, but I wore my dress, my dresses short at church too. But I feel like the answer is not necessarily, but yes. I mean, I wouldn't shame her for it. I don't think she was she was a, a, you know the worst right place person to be there. I think what ended up happening took, you know, took over all of that. To where you feel like you have to defend, but like if, she, if it had just been her without all that other shit, we would have all been saying the same thing. Like, why the fuck are you here? Why you got on this dress? Yeah, it, her dress was inappropriate, but it wasn't vulgar. Unheard I guess. of. Listen, yeah. Unheard of. That's what it is. That's what it I is. Yes. People that look like they just straight came from Saturday night and right. was like, 
might as well stay up. Right. You exactly. could tell she wanted to look when, nice, but you know, yeah, she wanted to look she nice knows. in like a if she was going on television sort of a way, like not in a going to church sort of a way. The real, yes. the real I mean, she probably does not know protocol at all. And I doubt exactly. she has anybody in her camp that would have been like, oh girl, wait yes. a minute, let's just add a few inches to the hem. Or right. or, or, like, or a praying so, grandmother who with the um right. with the shower who can you So know. I'll give her the benefit <laughs> of the doubt. She she but really did not know. Has she been black? Oh. Yeah. If she I, had been black, one of them mothers would have uh, gave her something and made her sing from sitting in a chair with a prayer cloth over her knees. <laughs> but because she's not black, nobody touched her. Like, what, if, like what, if, what if we had just seen, because, you know, Charlotte Caesar was sitting right up there with the, with the minister because she a minister. What if we had just seen her walk, when she walked out, Charlotte's like, uh-oh, baby, no. What if that happened? <laughs> if if it wasn't live on, like, 900 different stations, it probably would have <laughs> Y'all yeah. made me think of Helen Baylor just then with this whole thing. But I had Who's a Helen Baylor? In grandmother. Oh, oh, oh. Yes, yes, yes. I knew enough to call on the name of Jesus. I got a yes. question. Question for you guys. How how old is uh Ariana? How how old is 25? she? 25? 25? Mid-20s. Maybe. Let's look it up. Um, I think she's 25. Mm-hmm. I want to say she's 25 as well. Okay, yeah. so 25, you're right at that that mid-range where you start to have, you start to get some more sense. Yeah, she just turned 25. 25 just turned yeah. 25. So here's my thing, and I've been wrestling with this too, because, you know, folk got into like debates about this. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Let's put church protocol, the black church protocol to the side. Let's put it over there. It's a funeral. So my thing is, all right, whether or not I've never stepped foot in a church because it's a funeral, I'm thinking I want to I want to wear something that's going to be respectful to the deceased. My question is: Was there no person? Was there no one in the entire glam squad who had a pair of pants? Basically, no. No, that's, that's my thought. That's you know what? They probably. I'm gonna be honest because black folks is shady. <laughs> black church folks is shady. <laughs> they knew what she had on, and okay. they did. She. You think I'm, they said? I'm gonna say something. You about you know? I'm the floor, and you know I work with the children. I recently found out that they found the podcast, so I need to be nice. <laughs> so, hey kids, but I, I feel like because she was not black and wasn't nobody checking for her, they mm-hmm. didn't care. Mm. Wow. That's probably wow. true. That's probably mm-hmm. very true. Well, let me just say, first of all, that this podcast is for people who are ages 18 and over. If you are under the age of 18, you should not be listening or, right. without your parents' permission. Well, some kid, some kid asked me, like, they said, I don't know, we were at, saying something about me. They said, oh, yeah, and your podcast. I said, what? Say what now? They said, your podcast. They said, your podcast. I said, you found my podcast? They said, yes. I said, did you listen to the podcast? <laughs> they said, no. I said, who? They said, we're going to listen to you. Damn. Uh, <laughs> you know they are. You know they are. They sit in that binge in every episode. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Miss Carolyn Kerr. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she said, "Nigga, oh, <laughs> you're making me scared now." <laughs> Those little bad kids. They gonna come. They gonna wait, wait till Monday. <laughs> Girl, you about to get it? <laughs> well, the last point that I wanted to make about this is a thought occurred to me. There's a reason. There's a reason why the queen wanted this young lady at her funeral and why she encouraged her when she sang Natural Woman while she was still here. We don't know what conversations had happened between the two of them, we, and we won't ever know. Ariana knows. But what I was thinking was, hmm, 
She sang it at 25 in the year 2018. She sang it at the Queen's funeral. Wouldn't it be an awesome thing if some 10 years from now, right? She's 25, she's 35. She's got a bit more life experience. You know, she knows one or two more things about the world in general. Wouldn't it be an awesome thing to hear another recording of Ariana Grande with some more wisdom and experience seeing Natural Woman again? I agree. Okay. I that would, would be awesome. Oh, yeah. I mean, she's a, I love her voice. She like, just needs a bit girl. more vocal maturity. She'll be fine. The she girl does. can sing. The girl, she really can. Yes, she, she can. Like, she yeah. is sing. Yeah. But I, I, do, I do agree with you guys. Yeah, it, it, it could have been a setup. Because if you got a glam squad, you're supposed to know, you're supposed to know attire for most general situations for a state True. dinner, for a formal dinner, for a press conference, you know, for whatever. Right. Which and fork to use. Which fork, yeah, so it's like, come <laughs> on. <laughs> I mean, four, she's trying to remember, was this one the salad fork or the meat fork? I can't remember. But I yeah. Mean, she should have known, and I'm, I, 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 more so like to what a lot of you were saying, I fault her squad yeah. more than I fault her. Yeah. Because I, I don't think... I don't think she had a bad thought in her mind with what she had on. She no. was wearing black. Yeah. Yeah. For, for what it's worth. So, I mean, she didn't come in there with no hot red on. You right. Know? Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. And I think so, she's like, she's a very, like, a sweet person. So I don't think is, yeah. she would have intentionally mm-hmm. come up there trying to look like, you know. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Spe- well, so let's get to the men. Although. <laughs> yeah. So, first of all, all the men who she sing in front of just listen, they in the pulpit in God's mm. house. Ooh. And they got Saturday night thoughts on their minds. Yeah. All of okay. them. Especially I... Clinton. Oh, the way Jesse was looking at her. But he, he had that look for the like every clip I saw, I was like, is he just does he not want to be there? <laughs> I think he's I think he's just he has uh, he told us he has Parkinson's. Which Parkinson's. I didn't right. Yeah, that, that's, that's, that's what I figured. It could now. have been attributed to that too. Yeah, Je- Jesse get a pass. Yeah. Uh, you know, he yeah. got yeah. He looked uncomfortable. You know, Bill Clinton, he looked amazed at, at almost every woman that came for various reasons. You know, he was amazed oh, at our young guy. Especially the Clark sisters. Yeah, he loved he is in love with Kim Clark now. <laughs> Hurry up, get to the Clarks. Hurry up, get to the Clarks. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I'm okay. Well, yeah. Okay. So, um, so after he was the after she was done, um, Bishop Ellis came and grabbed her, uh, which is a thing I've seen men do in the church before. Yeah, and, and, but, but, but number one, you don't know her. Number two, she don't go to your church. Number three, you put your hand around her 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 um, torso, and your fingers were touching her breast. We we or saw it. Just don't touch her. And, and it's standard. I mean, that happens when you, if you put your arm around and maybe, but at the same time, you move it. Right, like, you move you, it. You take, you, you put you it down it. by the close to the waist. He kept it saying <laughs> right there and told that tired joke about talking about well, you know right. I say the name of the program. You know, my my daughter, between year old daughter said, "Daddy, you so old." I know what an Ariana Grande was. I thought it was a new menu at Taco Bell, and you can clearly see Ariana Grande is trying to escape like Tom has caught Jerry. Like she, I saw a picture where she was like looking down, like literally. Yeah. Like, yeah. like are you? She saw the hand. She yeah. felt the hand, and she is My- trying. She's like, she's like, oh, oh yeah, me too. I thought Taco Bell too. Yes, and she's trying. Like she wants to run. She is clearly in. Like you know, she's not. She's not feeling this moment. No. Oh my. My thing was, I don't even think it was necessary to put his arm around her. He could have, like, at best, held her hand. Right. Because he but, don't know her. I mean, you, you don't have to touch her at all. You don't have to touch anybody. Right. She could have. You could have stood next to her. Right. 
And so he, I, he issued an I, apology online, say that he was no, which was bad. And he also right. said he hugs all the women and the men. I ain't even hung not nearly a nigga on that stage. No. I was very He gave him the black man hug. Boom. Yeah, like a little bump. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was embarrassed for Detroit at that moment. I, I'm not gonna front. That that to me was kind of sad. Hey, the thing is, white people watching, that's the number one thing they caught up on. Cause you are you have their white queen in a um in, in, in an inappropriate embrace. Mm-mm. I couldn't even, like, after a while, I couldn't even look at that photo. Because, I mean, you could see his fingers were, like, digging yeah. in. Mm. It wasn't just, like, placed on top. It was, like, digging in. And I'm just like, this is so, like, I feel gross. I feel like I need a shower. Yep. Just- and, and that's the thing that the Black church in general has to work on is how they treat women. Somebody pointed out that even though Aretha Franklin was about feminism and everything, men vastly outnumbered women as speakers at the funeral. Yeah. By a large yep. amount. Speakers, I mean, most of the women only sung. It's like, but that's how the church is. That's true. I was surprised they let Shirley Caesar sit in basically, you know how the church, you got the the, the pastors on the rostrum and usually the deacons, deaconess are sitting on the side. Or yeah. not the, and usually at a funeral when you got so many preachers, that's, the, that's where the preachers sit. Mm-hmm. I was surprised at that they let her still sit up there with the ministers. I was uh, curious as to why Angela Davis didn't speak. Mm. Did she come? Because was she there? I don't know. I was curious as to why she wasn't there or didn't speak because for for what, you know, Aretha helped her with, mm-hmm. I was like, maybe it was just one of those things Aretha didn't want spoken. I mean, I had never heard of it until she passed away, but, you know, the, the way people talk about it, it was known, so... Yeah. One, probably one of those, yeah. like, old black secrets. Yeah. Yeah, which we got a lot of. Mm-hmm. We got a, You get a lot of old black activist secrets afterwards, which show the way that, that performers have to really do stuff on the low to support black people. Right. I'm, I'm going to find out when Beyonce die, how much we're going to find out about what Beyonce has really done. <laughs> no, so I'm not saying it in a shady way. I'm saying... For somebody who gives so much money, oh, I wonder yeah, when she okay. died. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> when she true. died, what are we gonna find out? That's that she very had true. Done? I mean, we we're finding out like little by little, but it's probably like drops in the bucket to what she's actually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yes. yeah, I was shocked. I learned a lot about everything. I didn't know really any of this stuff, and now mm-hmm. I'm like, dang, now she gone. Like I'm sad that like I just learned this. Yeah, she meant more to us than we might have realized. Um, mm-hmm. Next up was Al Sharpton who taught about me and Aretha when he was a teenager, working in the movement and everything. <gasps> Al Sharpton, I've never actually heard preach for real. I've heard a lot of speeches, you know, when he went for president, all that kind of stuff. I never actually heard him. He preached. He, he, yeah. They started he to preached. argue. He, he, he preached. <laughs> he, oh, yeah. And at the end, you know how they always say in the church, at the end, you go to the cross. Well, he didn't necessarily go to the cross. When he told that story about putting down your cross and picking up your crown. Yeah, by his Ooh. mom. Yeah, that that Ooh. and the whole thing about, you know, he talked about Trump and he said, you know, Trump's uh, that um, obituary he, he gave out. He's like, where Trump said, Aretha used to work for me. And no, she didn't work for you. She performed for you. She worked mm-hmm. for us. That's when the man started to argue. And they, and he started, yeah. Yeah. Aretha Franklin was a great woman. Ah, and uh, I was like, ooh. <laughs> yeah, when, when, he told, when he told that story about the cross and the crown, I thought they was going to run. Some of the people were about to run. Mm-hmm. Hold that thought. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, I'm sorry. No, 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 I'm saying, I'm saying. We'll get to some some runners for shouting. <laughs> so next up was Smokey Robinson, who I, I we, like a tree, the tree is said, we didn't notice, they grew up in the same neighborhood together. Because, you know, it is Detroit. Mm-hmm. And he, yeah. He met Aretha when when they were like, like eight, seven, eight years old. 
Yeah. And they were the last two people still living from their old neighborhood. Oh, wow. And mm. he sang a little bit of that song that he wrote for Melvin Franklin for the Temptations movie. Somebody was mad about buddy. that. <laughs> about him singing that funeral? Somebody said somebody said it was mad about that, him singing that, that same tired song. I was like, it's not the best song, no, but it's heartfelt. Right. Yeah. It's I'm waiting nice for song. you guys to talk about <laughs> Isley. I'm waiting. So oh, we, oh, yeah. We don't I did that. not see oh, heard about it. Oh, my God. Oh. Mm. Yeah. Um, and then next up, where the Clark sisters singing is My Living in Vain. Oh. <laughs> I saw that rehearsal. <laughs> When I, when I was watching it in order, I was like, okay, so now the actual singing begins. Yeah. <laughs> Look, and, and you know how I love it? You know why I love the Clark sisters? Because they all got their job. Like, mm-hmm. you know, Karen couldn't talk because clearly she was losing her voice and so she needed to save her voice. But Dorinda is the only one that's a preacher. So Dorinda do the talking, uh, Twink do the playing and, and the, the writing. Jackie just kind of hold down the rhythm, with whatever Jackie do. And then Karen is a singer. And I didn't know. So a lot of people talked about, we talked about um, Isley. A couple of people talked about the affection that Aretha had for Karen. I had no idea about that. Mm-hmm. But apparently she did. So wait, the reason why Karen, uh, why Karen wasn't going to talk is because she was losing her voice? She was losing it. Remember in, her, in Dorinda's speech, she said, Karen's not going to talk. And then I was reading on the internet, they were saying that Karen had been saving her voice because she was losing her voice. Mm. Really? I didn't yeah. know. That. If you li- if you listen to her run and nope. stuff, you can tell she a little bit whore. She kind of went off pitch a little bit. Yeah. She did. She did once. Mm-hmm. I heard. Yeah. And, and that's because she went off pitch once. And whose mic yeah. was off? I think on, on um, TV one's Twinkie. Twinkie's mic was, was off. off. Yeah. For like Yeah, and I and see, and after I after I uh shared comments with Carolyn online, I was wondering if Twinkie's mic was off slightly on purpose. I think so, Greg, because they said that uh, Kiera, I mean, the Clarkses always have backup singers backing them up. But I think because usually, you know, she takes that that part that's right there between Dorinda and Karen. And that mm-hmm. really is. I think Kiera was singing that in the background somewhere. And I think that whoever was doing sound didn't know that she was still going to sing her, you know, lead part in the song. Like Paul Williams? Yeah. yeah. Mm. That's what it sounded like to me. Because I know we talked about it, but really, when her even when her mic came on, she sounded her her voice was a bit gro- gravelly and groggly. It just was. Yeah, she. Yeah, Twinkie is. Mm, yeah, I, I'm worried that she's the next one. Yeah, you know, I am too. She's been sick for a long time. I don't. It's been I very know. sad. I didn't yeah. know she was sick like that. Mm-hmm. But you know, I'm I'm just gonna put it right here, and I'm gonna say this. And if I'm if I sound selfish, okay. I hope before the Twinkie passes, that they work out a deal somewhere to officially reissue all the albums properly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's I because those pressings that have come out so far are crap. And I just I just got a copy of Count It All Joy on vinyl. I, I was, would have thought that that would have happened after the, uh, the Jay-Z sample. Because they kind of had a bit of a more of a commercial resurgence for about five minutes after that, you know. But we'll, with Bill Clinton by their side, it probably will happen. Uh, Bill Clinton, <laughs> look to me, Bill Clinton is now Bill Clinton is to Karen Clark what George W. Bush is to Michelle Obama. Oh my God. That's what that's what, that's what I think. Oh. Pause for the cause. Can you help? 
Bush loves Michelle. He loves <laughs> Michelle. Like, yes, really, he does. I really yes, do think that he has like a woman crush on her. He was passing her candy. Like Laura was like, "Oh, that's why you want them peppermint." <laughs> like, <laughs> like, 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 when she did you see the look on Laura's face? Like, like <laughs> when she realized he was giving it to Michelle, she was like, "Oh hell!" <laughs> <laughs> and look at Barack's face. Barack be looking like, "Yeah, that's how Barack looks every time." Like he, oh, lo- it is so weird. Okay, now back to the regular. That's, that's so true, though. That is so. That's a good point, Latria. Like crazy. how he be looking at her. I was like, he, re- oh, he loves Michelle, boy. He do. He w be looked like he her. would trade it all for Michelle. <laughs> Listen, he he was ready to risk it all at that McCain funeral. Yeah. After, like, who, was it, which which one of the Bushes just died? Uh, was it Mama Bush that died? Yeah. And wasn't yeah. there a picture of Michelle consoling him at his mama funeral? Yes. Yeah. He was all on her bosom. Yes, he was. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and he had that look on his face like, I am home. No. 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 But, Car- but Carolyn got me. Carolyn got me when she was talking about um, Karen at the funeral and uh, Karen's performance. And you, uh, it was something. What did you mention? Carolyn, about, I don't remember. Was it about Clinton looking at her doing the performance? No. Yes, yes. Yes. He, he like, looked he like saw, he had seen Jesus. Oh, uh, he saw a magic trick. Yeah. Like, he was watching a magic trick. <laughs> but, <laughs> I was like, listen, first black president, you didn't been in plenty of black churches. You ain't never seen the Clarks at the scene? Lies. <laughs> I, think, I feel like he was, like, I he mean, was there with them this. singing. He was in the church. The spirit was already in there. It just, it just got a hold of <laughs> And he was, he just exuded. <laughs> but wait, wait a minute, but when Karen started doing her human echo trick. Yeah. Oh, my God. Ooh. Yeah. I was like, he, boy, Karen, Karen acted a whole fool. She, she had she the did. blood done. Yeah. Now, I, I'll be honest, I felt a little jipped and cheated. Because I felt like at exactly that moment, and maybe it's because Karen was losing her voice, that was the moment that you're supposed to go into Hallelujah. Right, like right there, just go into oh, it. But maybe because she couldn't really sing it, they that didn't do been it. Great, but you yeah. know what? I think they really wanted to still be within the time constraints and be obedient. Yeah, yeah. That all, all the before, all the singing before Which stayed I'm on time. I'm yeah. shocked. It, it, yeah. yeah, me too. It was the speakers and the preachers who ran the yes. show. Yes, yeah. <laughs> that's very true. Because I was, I when they said they was gonna give them five minutes. We was kind of talking about it before the funeral, like that that Wednesday or Thursday. We were kind of chatting. They gonna say longer than motherfucking five minutes. Like, you know that. We right. knew they gonna go over five minutes, and they didn't. <laughs> they didn't. We, we joked about Fantasia taking like you know. We was like, it's gonna take them four but minutes to get her off. She was the only one took that damn mic all the way back to the back. She just kept saying until somebody took it from her. <laughs> that's church. That is church right there. Like, let me have that mic. That's right. That's right. So, I mean, but Karen did her thing and I was very, I was, it was, it was vindication for everybody that has not seen the Clark sisters live, not seen them get in and do their thing. It was just like, oh my God. I was so glad because the Detroit that I have known and loved and revered for many years was on front blast for everybody to see good and bad mm-hmm. and to see that to see karen do what she did was everything i w- i'm still hurt about twinkie yeah and i hope i hope that all works out i hope she gets it together if there is something to still get together but 
I, I think everything. it's I think it's like Brandon said when he introduced the segment. Like the Clarks was when you, was when you knew this was about to be a black service. Like it was nice, but when the Clarkses came on, okay, we we it's time for church now. That's exactly what yeah. I said when I'm sitting in my living room. Yeah. I said, okay, right. I said it's a service now. Yeah, it's a service it's now. A service Speaking now. of it, they, they, yeah. <laughs> go ahead. Speaking of it being a service now, next up were the Williams brothers of Vanessa Bell Armstrong. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Before we get into the saying, I need to say this because we're talking about a church service and church people throw shade. This wig Vanessa Bell Armstrong had Don't do it. Don't do it. This wig. This struggle wig that Vanessa Bell Armstrong, (laughs) I don't have no time for that wig. I don't have have no time. I'm so mad at her for that wig, though. (laughs) I will will tell you this. I'm going to tell you this. I will say this. I'll give her props on. At least... Her sideburns was colored the same color. Because it's I didn't true. listen for all them struggle wigs I didn't seen like that. People had nerve to have on a blonde wig and black sideburns. Yeah. So <laughs> at least, wow. at least, at least she had her sideburns So I give her her peas on that because because I was checking. I was like, <laughs> I'm like, like oh my God, at least oh, tell me her sideburns is done. Tell this me her is my point. Now, oh. And also, if Vanessa Bell Armstrong had saying, um, peace be still, listen, oh. the whole church would have fell out. It wouldn't have been no church. Listen. It would have been nothing. You so listen, you are you 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 putting your black card right there. Care is not. Yeah, I'm sorry. I mean, Vanessa Bell Armstrong is everything. Her voice is starting to go. Yeah. But she was her and the Williams brothers together was a nice little combo. That was perfect. That was that was perfect. And that, that was, led to Yes, that was so perfect the, in fact. The that, break. that that like the the um <laughs> the, the, the choir and the mm-hmm. and the pianist could have themselves. And they yep. tried to pray, but and Bishop <laughs> Ellis said, I see what y'all trying to go. Y'all got 60 uh, seconds. And that's you know, I'm good. <laughs> I like Mo- uh, white people that? watching this. Holy stop crap. Brandon, stop right there because I need to throw more church shade. Listen, <laughs> listen, in the church house, if you start a praise break and the drummer can't keep up with said praise break, you pull him off right there. Yep. The drummer was terrible. He messed up the praise break. Yep. <laughs> was there a it. white man on the drums? Was he on the drums all eight hours or was this my different? There was, the there, was, there was two white dudes on percussion. Okay. I don't know. I couldn't see who was on the drums. Yeah, I will say this. There's a moment in that video, I guess the YouTube uh, rebroadcast from Click on Detroit's feed, about 11.25 in there. The clap that that one lady in the church stand is doing. What you clap. It's a clap she do. There, like, there's a shot during the praise break where everybody's up there and, and like everybody's dancing. There's one dude sitting on the stage, look, the light-skinned dude looking into the camera. He looks like a meme. I had to get that set still because it just, it killed me. I was like, why is he looking at the camera like that with a little uh, smirk on his face? Like, and, and the thing that, the thing that drug the praise break on is this was the only time, I, unless he was towards the end, you got the fool of all directing fools up there, Ricky Dillon directing. This fool take them into the... They didn't war cry on worldwide TV. They didn't did the war cry. Mm-hmm. I said, oh, Lord. And then mm-hmm. they get a shot of him. He's shouting to, to his seat. I said, y'all, this is a, this is going to the BBC. <laughs> war cry and shouting <laughs> on the BBC. <laughs> they in Australia like what are they doing <laughs> listen every every the whole world saw the blackest moment ever yes mm-hmm. yes 
The wasn't it beautiful? It, it was beautiful. And we was talking about just now, I was saying, to me, Louis Farrakhan through this whole funeral was every nine Christian because he's sitting right up there just smiling at all the performers, looking proud as him. He just looking, he proud of all the blackness. Y'all going to be black. Just be black. Just be black. I saw that and I, I <laughs> loved it because I was I saw him smiling. I'm like, he, oh my goodness. He was he enjoying himself. Everybody. He was mm-hmm. enjoying himself. He was. He sat through the whole thing too because he's not well too. He's, you know. He's up there. He didn't look well. Yeah, but yeah. he sat through the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I was shocked about that, man. Because Did he speak? Respect. No. No. He no. Mm-hmm. He did not speak. They go to the honor. You know, that's when you know you got honor when you don't even speak, but they sit you at, right at the front of the, the rostrum. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's honor right there. Mm-hmm. He was there. I believe that's one of the other things that's come out since Aretha has passed is that uh, she was working. Um, she was in one city, apparently. I think she was somewhere and um, something happened and she went to Lewis and said, Hey, <laughs> it, has, it, has, has Jesse been here yet? And and he was like, no. Within forty eight hours, Jesse Jackson was there. Mm. Like Caritha made the call. It was like, hey, Jesse, get down here. Wait. <laughs> side note, question to Brandon: uh, Are we going into speakers now? Oh, uh, um. Next up is the uh, the family. Yeah, but like, but okay. Before, but before- while while the family talk, I'm going to put on some clothes. I got to go. Okay. Hold on. I'll be here. I'm uh, coming back. All right. Um. <laughs> yeah. So. After the praise break was over, uh, Bishop Ellis did ask the cast of Aretha's favorite TV program, the haves and the have-nots, to all stand. I'm still here for that, because listen, (laughs) I love Caitlin Choir and her uh, big church lady hat and and, and Hannah from Ham looking like she cried just like like in the show, just like in the show, looking like a self. Ooh. I was was, uh, shocked to see John Schneider there. Yes. I was like, really? They was all there. I all was of like, them. Wow. Benny was, oh no, was Tyler Lefty there? I thought I saw him. I know uh, uh, Veronica was there and the husband was there. The gay, so they was all there. Yeah, all the white people too. Somebody on Twitter was like, I wish my grandma could have had Young and the Rest of them. <laughs> 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 oh my God. But then, you know what I said? That show that Aretha really was the shadiest shade queen of all. Her favorite show is the most terrible, but shadiest show on TV. <laughs> but, it makes perfect sense. But you know what? As terrible as it's it is. It's so real, though. It's, yes. That's what makes her so They, they about to get me to start watching now. Exactly. Oh, because Elvin on there. I saw a couple oh, of episodes, like, what? maybe two seasons ago. Oh, no, I still watch it. I it's, didn't say that I don't watch it. Hilarious. I just said it's bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm about to start watching. But once I realized it was in the vein of, like, a daytime soap, but it was just at night, I was like, oh, okay, everything makes sense now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it, it, it makes sense. I was actually like, born to write soap operas. So yeah. are, you, are, are y'all saying the haves and the haves nots is, like, generations? Yes. <laughs> yeah. there it is. There it is. Okay. And yeah. you gotta remember, so for the old anybody listening, well, it's, to it's so old, good and dramatic yeah. and juicy. Like, oh, yeah, for anybody like, who's listening, Tina Sumter is amazing. Was she there? Oh, I don't know. I think I saw her. But if you if you watch like the first season, so Hannah is like the super religious Christian on the show, and mm. in the first season when Catherine she thought she was dying, singing. yeah. 
when Catherine thought she was dying, they kept having these scenes when, when Hannah would come and saying, oh, Negro spiritual. Yes. So it was all she would be She would be humming at her bedside yeah. and rocking yes. back and forth. No what lie. Season, yes. What season are they in now, y'all? What season? They're in season like, like four. <laughs> yeah. Okay, four. Yeah. It's getting a little bit out there, like, yeah, they got a fake Barack Obama that's got this president now, and somebody just got killed in a car bomb and all this other shit. I saw that because, you know, I watched Queen Sugar. Yes. So I, I see some of the crossover because I set my DVR a minute early to catch everything. So I, but I, I saw the car bomb scene. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, they, they gonna But it's a soap opera. So, you know, people come back. I mean, they get, you know, yeah. possessed by the devil and stuff. She'll probably come back. Oh my goodness. Okay, now I'll be right back. All right. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, so Who was there? Was Oprah there? Oprah was I, I want to say no. Huh. Or if she was, she was very, if, if Oprah and Gail were there, they were very quiet. Right. Yeah. So next up was the family came up with their uh, recollections. Like, and among them included Aretha's um, granddaughter who mm-hmm. got there to talk about, when I was a kid, I didn't know. I was like, daughter, you are a kid. <laughs> that was funny. That was funny. She was like, when she said, "When I was a kid, I'm like, ain't you?" <laughs> she can't be no older than 22. Like right. she like, I, I, I didn't it know what cute. it was like to be have Rita Franklin be my grandmother, and you know, and everything. She sounds so young. Like when I was a kid, it was cute. It was cute. And wait a minute, and you know, um, I'm ooh. So when she said. When I'm I'm gonna be I'm singing and I'm thinking about I was like Lord, oh, Lord. <laughs> girl don't you try to act like your grandma girl don't do that the granddaughter did yes yeah the, yeah she talking about she's gonna be singing now oh like, Lord that's exactly what I said <laughs> like oh Jesus speaking now, of singing her son got up there and sang <sighs> I have in my notes beautiful gals. Brandy. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, talent is not genetic. <laughs> he wasn't bad. He had like a basic um, second tenor voice that you would like have in your regular church service. It wasn't nothing right home. I will say this because I I, I kind of grew up in the same. Like I said, I grew up uh, in the church with him, and um, he actually sounded good. No, he didn't sound bad. He just he just he, sa- he sounded better than he used to. Oh. <laughs> I was I was like, okay, Eddie, you wasn't bad, but but why sing that song though? Why mercy mercy me? That got nothing to do. That this is almost like let Eddie have a song. That's that's how it felt. And also that song does not arrange well for like a church live performance. Cause you could somebody had to break out the fake strings on the on the keyboard that you know, patch not number 93. <laughs> but the, the the better question I had was of all the Marvin Gaye songs, why didn't he do Holy Holy? Mm. I guess Instead, he thought white people didn't know Holy Holy. I mean, <laughs> they don't, well, they don't the record over. This is about <laughs> ah, sorry. <laughs> That's that's a good point. That's a good point. They don't. That's a good point. But I I was I was disappointed in his selection more so than his voice. I was like, why mercy mercy me? Why why that song? I, anyway, right. Uh, next up was the was the full obituary by Sabrina Owens, which was mm-hmm. a, it was a nice obituary. I mean, it was like you usually get a church service, you know, and like it was good. Um, next up was. Alice McAllister Tillman, who sang the Ave Maria to harp accompaniment. Amazing. Which and I, um, I, I told Ali, he's 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 um got family stuff right now, so he's not here right now. 
Um, but like I told him, I told him they sung the Ave Maria. He was like, the what? <laughs> they sung because he he's uh, he grew up Catholic. They sung Ave Maria at a at a, at a Baptist church. I was like, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, shout out, shout out to Ruth Harris, uh, Ruth Evans. Um, family friend. Um, I know she's probably never going to hear this podcast because she don't listen to, you know, stuff in the circle. But um, Ruth Evans is uh, Ruth Evans Harris, one of the best family friends I have. Um, goes way back with my mom. She used to always sing Ave Maria with an operatic voice, and she was black and is black. And um, she has the most amazing voice. And when this lady, what's her name? Alice Harris Tillman. Again, what yes. is it? Uh, Alice. Uh, what? Alice McAllister Tillman. Yeah, her. Um, I I've never heard of her, but I was very pleased because um far too often for the traditional black singing, we don't reach back to like us doing like Leotine Price type shit. You know? Um right, we don't right. we don't we don't reach back to that no mm-hmm. that much anymore. And I'm I like to see black excellence in all forms. Yeah. Sure. So and I was glad to see her doing that. And it you, was it was actually another whole, I brought a whole ass heart of there to accompany her. Yeah, there was another young lady, Audrey somebody, who performed as well with the operatic voice. You you were probably gonna come up to her in a minute. She did great. Um it was wonderful to hear that operatic accompaniment. How she? Oh did. yeah, yeah, yeah. I have it down here later on. Yeah, but All go right. on. Yeah, next up was um, another song by the by the choir. I didn't recognize anybody who was performing at this point, um, but it was it was good. After that was Eric Holder. What song did they do with the what song the choir do? I don't, I don't even have it in my notes. I don't remember. <laughs> um, hmm. Sorry, I apologize for that one. But yeah, Eric Horder got up to speak, and then after him was um, Debbie Stabenow, who's the, who's the senior senator from Michigan. The junior mm-hmm. senator was one who was on program. He ain't show up. Who? Uh, Greg, somebody, I think. Hold on, let me look at the program. Because he was the one who's actually on the program. He, he, she, she took his place. Um... To whose place? Uh, Debbie Stabenow. Debbie Stabenow took the place of the other senator who's supposed to speak. Hold on. Let um, me Google right quick. Sen- oh, wait. Hold on. Maybe it think- took her off. I don't know. It was weird. But I, I know that he was the one that was on the program, and then, I, and then it was her instead. But she basically talked about Aretha Franklin getting her Kennedy Center honors, basically, is what she talked about. No, she, yeah, she talked about the whole moment with Carol King and all of that. And yeah, and, and when she, um, when, first. When she, when she threw the fur off and everything. But I mean, <laughs> Debbie Stabbing now is kind of like, mm. I remember her. I remember her from my days of being back home and everything. And I I went to the bathroom while she sung. <laughs> oh, Lord. I, think I, I, think I went to cook something or make some Vienna sausages or something. But I was like, okay, mm, all right. Gary Peters was the one who was on staff, was on the program. He didn't show Okay. Up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did, did you pass up Greg Mathis yet? No, Greg Mathis. Judge Mathis come later. <laughs> uh, next up oh. is um, William Jefferson Clinton. We talked about the tired ass Bill Clinton's mm. black joke. Oh, Lord. Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who got a TV on? Oh, can you hear it? Dang, dang it. Okay. Hold on. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. But Bill Clinton is, uh, first of all, he's getting old and his teeth are loose. His false teeth are loose because he sh- talks like this now the whole time. I heard that. Way. I, was, I was, yeah. And you know what? Not only that, but he is getting so 
old. Yeah. He got up there messing around like an 85-year-old person with his phone. <laughs> one that's the yeah. When he got on his phone and play I'm think like, over the thing, like, listen, uh, they listen, ask Cap and B and my I already cleared all the songs for this performance. I don't know what he thought he was doing. He had to sit there and and pay extra money because this white man got up there and played on his was it on his I Spotify play think. This old oh, man played wait, his wait, phone. Wait, missed that part. Yeah, yeah. Like so he gave yeah. after, after in his speech, he he took his phone and pulled up Think and started playing because he was about freedom. That represented oh. freedoms, you know, the, the, the hook is freedom, you know, like, but yeah, he he did that. I was like, Mr. Clinton, sir, what? why? Oh. <laughs> that old man, I was like, that that beautiful old man got up and played his phone for everybody. That's so sweet. He was like, me and Hillary, you know, we were like Aretha groupies, you know, you know, uh, she became, you know, she broke out big while we were graduating college. Yeah, I I loved his story. I loved his story. And when he talked, when he said, y'all have to forgive me, I I like, I really like how he was respectful and polite to the family. Yeah. I appreciated that. Um, especially when he said, I hope y'all forgive me. Family, forgive me as well. I'm glad the casket was open when I walked up here. Because I, I looked in, I said, I wonder what my friends got on today. <laughs> that was everything to me. I was like, yo. Wait, speaking of the casket, did we ever, I have personally only seen shots of her red heels when she had on her Delta dress. I haven't seen all the shots. Have we seen? I've seen it. She had them gold. It was like gold sequins. Yeah. Like, but have they yeah. been face shots or just? I've seen face shots. Like, have you seen face oh, shots? Yeah. I, I, seen I saw the one with uh, where Fantasia was like, I guess I, this must have been like before or something where she walked up and she was like holding her hand or something. Like at oh. the casket. Yeah, during like the UN at the beginning of the yeah. I didn't see any of that. Yeah, like they like they talked up later on the thing about when they when they had the people from the funeral home up about how they didn't know they would be able to have an open cast because she had been so sick. But they were able oh. to do enough work on the body so that it would be presentable for the funeral. They better. Oh, have. Lord. <laughs> I mean, I mean, a twenty-four karat gold casket. I mean, we should be able to get the the best of the best mortician. This is probably like the, the biggest job that funeral home has ever had. Eh? <laughs> well, they knew they had well, to pull out all the stops. I'll be I'll be the first to tell you, Swanson Funeral Home is mm-hmm. a huge, huge, huge deal in the city of Detroit. They do a lot of high-profile funerals. So I mean, they were prepared. They, they were very prepared and very up yeah. to the task, and they did excellent. As I would have expected, um, it was it was so wonderful to see. Uh, of course, at the end, I saw O'Neill O'Neill Swanson walking up there. I was like, "Oh, he's still doing the thing, huh?" Because mm-hmm. I know his his daughter has kind of taken over since he's been you know gotten older. But it was good to see him still there as well. He still gets his nice funeral best on and does his job. Mm-hmm. That's good. So. Yeah, yes. but um. So next up was um, yeah. um Audrey Dubois um Paris who got yes that's the one I was greatest that faithfulness yeah. and a got like in like a what I, what I put down in those is like a gospel opera style yes yeah. yeah she was the other one I was mentioning because you mentioned Alice uh, Tillman earlier yeah. yeah Audrey was the other one that did more of an operatic deal and I I like that side of our blackness yeah. I do I like seeing that because. Like I said, it's another dimension that we have not really explored very well. They did a little piece on her, a human interest piece. I read somewhere. 
and she's got, got a daughter and she's been singing for years and she's great. Yep. So kudos next, to her. Next up was Pastor Shirley Caesar and uh, Tasha Cobbs. <laughs> I was I'm gonna, I was. I'm gonna have to look that up because I didn't. I didn't see her. I'm doing the old lady. I'm look. I'm doing the old lady church vibe right now. Because listen, <laughs> they started with the somebody. Was she singing another opera singer or something? And then they got Shirley Caesar up there, and she went into that whole my mule. I'm about to uh, preach and uh, uh, sing mode. Yep. Yeah. Was her wig shaking? No, she, she, had a, she had a short bob just to, uh, yeah. at the funeral and, and, a, gold, and a gold sequin dress. But you know what I did notice, uh, and I don't want st- to. I don't want to feel like we putting on everybody that everybody is sick because these days you do feel like it just everybody's sick. But I mean, they I can know that in age they is. She got. A, she told about how you know they had the same background. They she was the you know the oldest at thirteen, and they all gone. But then when she got the same, she sang that first verse, and then she let Tasha Cobb go ahead and just have it, which mm-hmm. is great because Tasha Cobb. But she sung "How I Got Over." Mm-hmm. Which was a, that's a perfect song for them, perfect song. I was I was really glad to see that one. Let them do that one. Another side note: this was the second viewing. I think it was doing this song, or maybe it was right after. I don't know. Of the the preacher in the audience with his white uh, jacket and his bishop collar with the old school gold uh, praying hands tambourine, just shaking it. Yeah, I yeah. said, "Go on ahead, go on ahead, praise him." I was really better praise him. They showed him a couple of times because he kept standing that. up. <laughs> oh, I got to go back and watch that. Yeah, there's a yeah, lady who had crazy. a tambourine, too. <laughs> I, was I, like, I was like, wow, we going full church in here, ain't we? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Next yeah. up was um, Gre- uh, Judge Greg Mathis. Oh, y'all, y'all know from television. <laughs> <laughs> the best the best part of Greg Mathis' speech was when he, he told that story about uh, the Flint crisis. Yeah. And, and he said that... Uh, the government Aretha, was just up here. I don't know if I should tell this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, said Aretha wanted me to talk to them and, you know, because the, they stopped handing out water in Flint. And they not, and they haven't fixed the water issue, but they stopped handing out water. And Aretha said to Greg, what, what you scared? You from Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> you scared of... You? You're from, you're supposed to be from Detroit. Like, like, <laughs> that was everything to me because that is so true. I I catch myself every once in a while when I feel my pimping being threatened. Shit, I'm from Detroit. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm playing this. What is this? Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that, that was, that part was great. Um, Greg Mathis um, was a good friend of hers and they talked. Um, before he was ever famous, he mentioned, yeah, before he was famous. Wow, yeah, he mentioned that, and um, that was the saddest part of the funeral to me, the saddest slash happiest, because genuine people got up there to talk on Aretha's behalf. Yeah, really, who Him, really, Smokey, and um, uh, the, the, well, the, that neighbor guy got, got me. The yeah, guy, ooh, the one I almost did, started crying because his voice started yeah. shaking. I said, "Oh, we're not going to do this." Mm-mm. Yeah, the one that used to do security for her. Yeah, yeah, Aretha. the one that like he lived like next door to her. Yes, he, his wife. He's like, "Don't worry, my wife knew I was going over there at like one o'clock in the morning to fix stuff." <laughs> right, Aretha was good for that. She definitely had a lot of um, a family friends doing security for her. Like I said, uh, 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 she was the type of person she hired within. 
Mm-hmm. She always got family, friends, and people she knew, you know. Her cousin, Brenda Corbett, sang background for her for the longest. Mm-hmm. They said she was the cousin raised as a sister, so she was raised in the house with them. Yeah, Brenda Corbett. In black, in black speak, that means that she was uh, parented by somebody who wasn't supposed to be parenting. Mm-hmm. We gotta talk. Mm-hmm. We're gonna talk about all of it. A lot of this that has mm-hmm. this, this is black speak. This black speak. Mm-hmm. You, you you hear me moaning, don't you, Karen? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Somebody okay. daddy, somebody uh, mm-hmm. underage. Mm, listen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but but uh, Brenda Corbett and Margaret Branch were cousins and um I believe in they cousins to Aretha and she always employed them for backgrounds. Always. They were on most gigs, if not all. So yeah. Yep. Next up was Shaka Khan and a very um bright Auburn week. Oh, okay. Listen, 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 I didn't, listen, I didn't listen. see her either, but people were like, oh, she up there zooted and booted. Y'all, was she? She looked nice. She looked nice. No, but, like high, as in like yeah, she, oh, yeah, 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 she was definitely high. I mean, Shaka Khan's always high. <laughs> 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 no, I have ever seen her. You can tell that she's, mm. you know, she's, she's on cloud nine. Before uh, I no. saw it, I heard about the words on the fan, and I, I'll be honest. The, the old school church in me thought that she had this regular old Martin Luther King fan. You know, she just put the... No, she had a full purple matching her dress uh, fold-out fan. Like, when she yeah. souped it up, it had the words on the back. And not only was that, that y'all didn't tell me, she was walking the pulpit while she read it. She was yeah. walking, walking <laughs> and singing. She was. And she and was singing going up yonder. I guess she, yes. she, I guess she felt like she didn't want her to forget the words due to nervousness. Cause like you should know that song. Ain't that many words too. <laughs> well, you know what though? Said I, she could have sung "I'm Every Woman." That is perfectly acceptable in church. And find Tremaine and let Tremaine sing "Going Up Yonder." Yo, as it should, should be. Yo, the live chat. I replayed the live chat as I was watching. I, Cause I would actually pulled up the the um the um window for that one, and what actually looked at it rather than just heard it. And people were in the chat like, "Where is Tremaine? Where is Tremaine?" <laughs> Where, like, First of all, for those who don't know, Tremaine Hawkins is the the lady who saw the original yeah. recording of um not maybe not original but the most famous recording of going up yonder. Going up yonder. And Her, I was disappointed yeah. <laughs> because when they so when they rolled when they started the service and they started the service with the open casket and they did close it with singing um um walking the light. That's what you're supposed to do when you close the casket. You're supposed to sing walking the light. You're not supposed to sing going up yonder until the end of the service during the part of you you're supposed to reopen it. Had a part of you sing going up yonder. It was wrong. Everything about it was wrong. So the whole the whole church protocol was messed up, huh? It was messed up right there. They started so good. They started so yeah. good. Yeah, I I agree with that. I agree with that. That's I'm I'm mad you got the whole thing broke down like that. Though. Oh, I'm a, me and my sister. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sad she couldn't be on both the, the first episode. She had to work, and then she couldn't be on this one. She's she's preaching tonight in Manny, Louisiana, so she couldn't be on this episode. But Bless we her. are certified. We are very about our black church funerals. The only thing. The only thing I can say about this funeral is that, you know, you didn't have the obligatory person who just fall out. There was no falling out. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. <laughs> but, uh... Because, <laughs> you know, at Whitney's funeral, it was Ray J that fell out, you know. Did he? He did? Oh, he, when, she, when they rolled her out, he, he, he falls out with his hand on the casket. Yes. Oh. Go back and watch when they rolled the casket out. Speaking of, they got an unsung coming up about him. About Ray J? 
Oh, yeah, because I keep seeing the commercial where they talk about, like, he blames himself. About Richard? And it's a picture of him and Whitney. So I was like, this is, girl, this is the perfect time for me and Greg to, t- to ask Brandon, when we going to do this uh, episode about the downward spiral of a song? When we going to do Man, that Oh, episode? we need to. We need to. Because they, they, mm I didn't, I didn't just ran out of people. They on Ray J. <laughs> Which reminds yeah, me like, when Ariana like Grande, Ray sorry, go, go ahead. Best- it's like Ray J, the best man, and then I forgot what the other one is. Like all in the same little commercial. Oh, so I like like oh, this is the Hollywood thing, the uh, unsung well, Hollywood I, version. I don't know if they're all gonna be on what the same episode or if they're like separate episodes about each person. But they just show clips of like it's a picture of him and Whitney, and it was like he blames himself, and then they go in and talk about the best man, the movie. I could um, see, I could see Ray J, an unsung yeah. Hollywood. I could sort of see that. I thought you were talking. I thought he was gonna be an unsung like the music side. I was like, well, I don't, I don't know. It's actually probably gonna be a, a mix of both because maybe they, they do. You know, they well, they promote a mix of both because actually, uh, Ray J would just be the regular unsung, and then unsung Hollywood about the cast of the, the best okay. man or uh, that. Yeah, I can yeah. see them doing that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Greg was like, let me clean this up. Wait, wait a minute. I can see them doing that. But <laughs> still, though, Ray J. But still, Ray J. Music. Ray J. Yeah, yeah. Really? Y'all Randy's can... brother. <laughs> and you know Does why? Does Brandy have one? No. She no. should, though. You know, she's the vocal Bible. She doesn't get it. She's, she's, not, she's not unsung. Quadris, call it. You know what? Like, I just... I the like, vocal Bible. Her and Aaliyah were just like my I lived by their albums. And it has really hurt me to see how she has been acting these yes. last few years. And like th- like there are certain people where I'm just like, I don't want you to speak in public anymore. Brandy's one of them. Oh, oh, speak or the drive. Ray J, the Ray J episode <laughs> is Unsung Hollywood and it will air on October 14th. Okay. Okay, oh, it so is on some Hollywood. Okay, uh-huh. okay, I can creep a little bit. That makes sense because of reality TV. It it's yeah. mar- makes more marginal sense. I'll say that marginal. But like. even still, there's, <laughs> way, there's way more other things unsung could put on. Absolutely, absolutely. Maybe the ratings are down. They try to get people things that young people can watch. I don't know. I guess that's it because I, I w- I've been upset about that for a while. TV One was more of the older black was, folks. Yeah, they, they're supposed mm-hmm. to be like 35 and up. Yeah. BET yeah. well, is doing young black folks now. Oh, yeah. They almost even, exclusively. Yeah. yeah I don't, I I don't mean, even relate to BET no more. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to throw this out there since we got a little bit of a small bit of time. I think they need to do an episode on Brainstorm. Um, uh, on song? I yes, can see that. Can they see need to do that. an episode on Brainstorm. And Lita Woods was um, was amazing. The fact that she sang with George Clinton in Autumn, man, they really should do one on that. All but right. that probably, that will not happen. But yeah. But, anyway. but back to Aretha's funeral. Um, yeah, Aretha's funeral. Next up was Ron Isley, whom the, whom Ron the bishop Isley. shaded by saying that, well, you know, Ron Isley ain't famous as Aretha. He had to change his name to stay relevant to Mr. Big. Which, oh, that was another mix. Detroit joke. That was, <laughs> is that what it was? That, that was an old school Detroit joke. Okay. Listen, Detroit is good for joning on you. Okay. We we good for joning. I was like, this man. So my my go ahead, go ahead. My question my question was, because I was waiting for this moment. Oh, sorry for the background noise. Um when Ron Isley was singing, was he overcome with emotion? Yes. 
That's yeah. what I thought. And yeah. then as I was watching, I was like, is he okay? Like, does he need assistance? So it was just, and he was, and he kept saying, I wish I had my brothers with me. Yeah. So I was thinking, oh, he's, he's, he's really not going to make it. I'm going to mute now. So I'd love to hear more about that. Yeah. I well, he think- did say before he started singing, he, he, because that's when he started um, crying was when he was telling the story about Karen and uh, Karen, was it Karen and Fantasia? Karen is somebody else that she he said that she had affection for. Yeah, he talked about and, all, that. She talked about all the time to him. Yeah, and then he, this that's what he was like. Let me, you know, let me go ahead and sing because he had started crying. He said, he, "I mm-hmm. wish that my brothers were here. I wish that my band was here." So, because but Ernie's the only other living Aussie brother, right? The rest yeah. of them have all passed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. What did yeah. he sing? He sung his um his eyes on the sparrow. Yeah, um, and it was haunting. Yeah, because it most of, most of Since us Lord know that. Didn't show up. Ooh. Ooh. Go ahead, say it again. What happened, Carolyn? <laughs> it was just a joke. I said since Lauren Hill did show, but that was supposed, oh. to, people, that wasn't supposed to happen. That was just a, it's just a meme joke. It wasn't really supposed <laughs> to happen. But I've never heard I've never heard um, that the rendition was such a haunting arrangement. There was so much sadness in the interpretation of the song. Like you could feel the notes were literally ripped from the pages. Like yeah. wow, this is. Okay, and 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 sort of like a hush fell over the the space where people were listening because it was like this person is really struggling to honor the deceased and and do it well, and and you and we all know folk who know who he is. We know that he's a professional. We know that he knows how to sing. He knows how to command an audience. He knows how to not pay his taxes. Stop. Oh. And, <laughs> I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I had to. Please That was bad. That was that was perfect. But um, but 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 to see to see this person have such a human moment, um, it was really genuine. It's like, you know what, at the end of the day, you know, Aretha Franklin, Queen of Soul, rest in peace, and all of those, you know, wonderful, famous and or powerful people, when it's all said and done. There's a moment when it's just human to human connection. Yeah. And I think we saw that like crystallized there. Like here's a man who's who's doing his best to honor his friend. Yep. And it, it was unforgettable. That was why I said earlier in the podcast, like, was it me or was was he really struggling? I wasn't sure. So I'm he glad was. to know. Yeah. I'm glad you I'm glad you brought that up because that was one of the most touching moments. When Absolutely. He, his voice started to crack because yeah. he he was really feeling it. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my gosh, she's gone. But can I say you know? one thing? And I know we'll talk about it. Stevie Harmonica. Yes, that's all I'm gonna say. Yeah. Okay, I'm out. All right, we'll get to that. <laughs> um, next up was um, Reverend Jesse Jackson, um, mm-hmm. who told us the entire history of mid 20th century um, black culture. Um, <laughs> I, he did, didn't he? Yeah, I think they gave him ten minutes. He took twenty. Mm-hmm. Um, mind, mind you, Reverend Jackson is—you know—he's he is elderly. He is also not feeling well, so they gave him his time and everything. But I mean, basically, his speech was about, about how he first encountered Aretha um, through her her singing on her father's radio programs mm-hmm. back in the day. Like there was yeah. like one station out of Nashville. I think I had talked about this before on our old show. We got the call letters, but it was the signal was strong enough to where it broadcast across the country. And was it WVON? It might have been. 
And I think it was that. And they um, they broadcast um, Reverend Franklin's um, sermons on Sunday nights at 11 p.m. Mm-hmm. And that's where people first heard Aretha, basically, in, like, the black community. Wow. Um, and he um, acknowledged his kids were in the audience. Jesse Jackson Jr., I guess he is, I guess... Yeah, he did get I out of jail. I thought he was in jail. I guess he got out. <laughs> I was about to ask, like, what? I thought he was in jail. Latria, <laughs> you listen. I, Latria, I mean, I'm not trying to be shady. No, no, no. Listen, Latria, you, you, you and me on the same page with that. We all, all three of us on the same me page. Too. We stood up, I was me like, too. I was like, oh, you there. Me too. Right. right. When they cut to him in the audience, I was like, oh, there? Yeah. I was, I was surprised like, to see him too. Like, oh, he's out? Okay. Right, exactly. I, mean, I thought he got like, years? Oh, yeah. I thought he got years or something. I think he did get years. I think he served them all. I thought he did. Had it been that long? Or good behavior. Maybe he got like <laughs> only two or three years and it's been a while or something. I don't know. Or well, maybe he got a hall pass. Right. All right, next I up was that um, exact thing. Next up was Dr. William J. Barber II, who is, of course, so he's yes. from the he Yes. Gave, he gave a really good sermon about basically about voting and everything in the polls and everything. So, you know, he's very politically uh, motivated. Who is that guy? Um, he's he's on the board of NAACP and has been for a while. Okay. Oh, that, he's he's big. That's the one that was kind of hunched over a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. Big, I was like, yeah, what's going on with him? Big man. Yeah. He's powerful. Oh, okay. Yeah. Who's mm-hmm. who's got an electronic? Somebody got their phone next to their microphone or close to it. That I, sounded like something adult. What was <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was gonna say something like some hair clippers. I wasn't gonna say it. I wasn't gonna say it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna say what because the children might be listening. <laughs> yeah, everybody just makes sure the phone is in the microphone. <laughs> Because what well, next up, of course, was Fantasia. Yes. Who got up oh and said, I'm sure Miss Aretha would have mind. I'm going to take my shoes off now. Take her shoes off before she can even start singing. Mm-hmm. Took her shoes gonna, off right I'm at the entrance to the court. Just took them off. Yeah, and she yeah. she sung, Precious Lord, Take My Hand, You've Got Her Friend, which mm-hmm. I guess is the, is that the same way that Aretha sings in An Amazing Grace, Greg? The sort of yep. same arrangement? Yep, uh-huh. exactly. Same yep. arrangement. The mixture of the standard with the Carol King song. Mm. Yeah, the exact same way she sings it on there. And it was funny because Fantasia had the arrangement down mm-hmm. almost exact. Oh, okay. And and she and she managed to still freestyle it a little bit yep. to where yeah. it didn't sound exactly like Aretha, mm-hmm. but it had, you know, a bit of her own stamp on it. Child, when she went into that vamp, holy ghost, I almost ran around this little bitty El Cerrito with the white people looking at me. Yeah, okay. I'm trying to tell you. Can we talk about her outfit, though? Like, she was dressed. She she looked like a church mother. Like, like, she had had a little shawl over the dress with her little little hat. I was like, come on, Fantasia. Fantasia Fantasia is a lot like Aretha in that she is able to go into church spaces with no problem. Yeah, like, especially after she did that performance on Bobby Jones, Doctor Bobby Jones. Ever since then, <laughs> she has had no problem going into church spaces and being her church self. Because it's you, in her. It's in her. It's like yeah. In her, you Do know. y'all remember the one? Was that Bobby Jones? No, it was Celebration the Gospel, where it was her and uh, Faith and uh, and Coco and Coco yeah. and Kiara Shear doing uh, Endow Me Endow by the Me, yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my goodness! They had to carry Fantasia off. 
That's that meme they showed with her and Coco mm-hmm. and Coco carrying her off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she got the spirit right there on the performance. She she sang that. She, I was, that was one person that was so young too. Yeah, that was the first person of yeah. the whole service that I was mad that she actually held to her time because when she took that Me mic, too. I thought I thought she was gonna come back. <laughs> she took the she took the mic. Listen, she I was ready to I, 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 really I, I, like, join her. Right. I thought she was backstage catching the ghost. They just, they just cut the mic off. And they just cut... Probably. you're right. And you're right. Surly Season was sitting there. She was sitting there doing the old lady church rock. Like, yeah. Yeah, with her hands like... like Because yeah. it just said... She, like, turned to the person next to her and was like, ooh. Like, <laughs> yes. You know, Surly Season probably never heard Fantasia sing. <laughs> or at least not like that. Yeah, probably. Yeah, but, not yeah. In person. Okay, on that note, y'all, I, I just want to stay for presentation. I gotta go. All right, thank you, Carolyn. So, much. do I need any last words? Um, uh, for the repass, top. I'm going to eat my 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 uh, macaroni and cheese and my greens now. We <laughs> need more cups. We need more cups, Carol. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to the store room. Bye, y'all. All right, thank you, man. Oh, and get some rolls. Get some rolls. How do I log off, Brandon? Do I just what oh, do I do? You just actually you just close the window. Okay. All right. Bye, y'all. All right. Bye. 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 Take care. All right. Next up was uh, Tyler Perry. Mm. Uh, who, first of all, I y'all did not tell me this man got up there and um talked about how Aretha loves Medea and wanted to talk to Medea. Hello. <laughs> he he actually did the hello. I, I screamed. I was like, no, y'all let him do Medea voice. Oh, uh, well, I did remember Medea is a character from Gospel Plays. He's probably done Medea's voice in, in 900 you know different old pulpits. Black women, yeah. You know, they probably ate that. Uh, he <laughs> preached. It, it, I she was probably shocked. Tyler preached. I just want to talk about Greg because you you said this on um, Facebook that you were shocked that Tyler Perry preached. And then, again, we got to remind ourselves. I saw a video of him preaching a few weeks ago, and really? I actually watched maybe like a couple of minutes of it because I was like, I thought he was just speaking. And then when I watched it, I was like, is he is he pre like? And it actually wasn't bad. Yeah, like like right. with the text and everything, like. I mean, he was quoting scripture, yeah. Like, he was like, I don't know what church it was or what it was for, but I just remember seeing the video on Facebook, and I was like, okay, this actually... Tyler preached. Like, he... Yeah, he's he's he preached. I was like, okay. Yeah, we gotta remember he's been doing gospel plays for 20, 20 years now. So he knows his way around the sermon. He's heard enough of them. He's probably started giving enough of them. He writes them into his plays. Mm-hmm. Now, as long as he doesn't have Torch B. Henson going around killing folks with axes and guns, you know, Ooh. we ain't gotta oh. <laughs> <laughs> now we ain't gonna talk about his work, okay? That's just a whole that's a whole other conversation. I, well, Ali came over the other day because he wanted <laughs> to see the, he wanted to see the bookshelves. So he, he I, I had got from IKEA to see if he wanted to get some for himself for his house. Yeah, he was chronicling. Uh, yeah. how you were forcing him to watch these movies. <laughs> <laughs> I was showing him clips from Acrimony. I didn't show him the whole thing. I showed him the important parts. His face fell so far to the ground when the people jumped off the boat at the end of the picture. He was going. Now I got to see this movie. I got to it's, it's the best awful movie you will ever see. Taraji P. Henson gives it her all. It is so bad and so ridiculous, <laughs> but it is so entertaining. It's, Wait, it's, but is it is it better than I can do bad all by myself? It is way better. Because I, I can do bad all by myself, it turns boring to me. Acrimony is a lot of things. It's, it's poorly acted, poorly written, poorly scripted, poorly directed, and green screened terribly, but it is never boring. Well, when one, <laughs> when one person is doing all of those things. Yeah, they stretch 
Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because no, if you talk about I can do bad all by myself being born, come on, the part where she bought the electrocute dude in the tub. No, that was, uh, I mean, as a whole, it was boring. Not not little yeah. scenes. Acrimony never gets boring. There's always something ridiculous that happens every scene. Yes. Okay. I have a sidebar. <laughs> when when Elvin does his 10 episodes on the have and the have nots, can we please do recaps? <laughs> <laughs> this, this, you know, he got a job. Like I just like I will watch those ten episodes. Please, let's do that just, just to see what Tyler has him do. Like I want, I really am curious because I think he's getting here next week already. <laughs> so I, I don't know when it comes back on, but I want to. Like we got to talk about these episodes. We also got to pray for Elvin's safety. Mm. He's out here working on it at Tyler Perry. Why? <laughs> wow. um, so Tyler Perry was preaching at the ring. Right? Wait, wait, hold up, hold up. Hold wait, is I mean, is it a safety hazard in his films? No, no, no. Oh, Tyler Perry has hired Jeffrey Owens. Jeffrey Owens fits a certain look that Tyler Perry, people who work at Tyler Perry Studios have. That's that's all I'll say about that. Um, wait, um, wait, what? <laughs> fits a certain look, like what? <laughs> I gotta explain this joke, Greg. Please, please, help please. Me. Do. Tyler, uh, what, uh, what? Well, Tyler Perry says that he's straight. We have all agreed that he's not. Oh yeah, one of my friends went off. She's like, he is living a lie. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Ultimate, how you feel? Like she went off today. She was like, trash. He is living a lie. And so I'm kind of worried that Tyler might pull some Simon Bar sinister shit. You know. I got you this job. Enemy power. You know, I'm a little bit worried. That's all. <laughs> you, wait, wait. But, like, but, but Jeffrey this is, is too high profile, though. I don't think he... Jeffrey is, is happily married, as far as I've been told. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So while, I mean, while I think he's very fine, I mean, I don't think he play on that team. <laughs> I don't either, but, you know. Mm-hmm. You, all have, I know have, is have, we got to recap them, them 10 episodes. Yeah. Just those 10. <laughs> Have you ever seen Bill Duke's um, cover, Greg? Bill Duke's cover? Have you ever seen that Latria cover the movie? Uh-huh. No, I haven't. Starring Leon and Maya Harrison? No. Watch that movie, Greg, and get back to me on that. Uh, <laughs> all right. Oh. Yeah, so Tyler Perry. <laughs> Lord Jesus. This, this, okay. This whole, okay. This whole sequence has got to the devil. <laughs> so Tyler Perry Ooh. preached. After, he, after him was Cicely Tyson, Mother Cicely Tyson, with that a church hat on. Yes. Yeah, that that was the hat to end all hats. Yes, <laughs> right. That I don't even know like how like how long it took her to get it on, like how, like or her team. I guess you know I say she ain't put it on herself. That hat had a life all of its own. Yeah, it did. The hat was the hat was all Instagramming the funeral itself. <laughs> <laughs> About to get up. Hashtag Aretha R.I.P. <laughs> and. <laughs> Cicely did, and she, you know, she said she was going to do it. People, I guess, like, you know, it was hard to hear because, first of all, the sound, the whole thing was trash. Like, I don't know who was mixing the sound, but they were, they got levels wrong all the time. They were trying to bring people up after they had been speaking for, like, a good 30 seconds to a minute. You know, a lot of the singers had to basically swallow the microphone in order to make sure they were heard properly because it, it was, like, one of them cheap dynamic microphones that only, that only record within, like, a three-inch radius around the head of it. Mm-hmm. And so when Cicely Tyson got up to speak, you could barely hear her for the first couple of minutes. And so I'm sitting here at, at my desk finagling with my settings on my mixer to try to hear her better. And she did say she was going to recite um, Paul Lawrence Dunbar poem. 
And the poem she recited was when Melindy sings, but she changed Melindy to Aretha. So if you're looking for what oh. she recited, you can look it up mm-hmm. online and read the text of when Melindy sings. It basically is about how black people, uh, it's a, even back then, because this, this poem was like 100 years old, but it's about how the voice of the black woman in the black church mm-hmm. singing gospel, how it affects people and brings them together, how everybody stops what they're doing, pays attention. We shut the dog up. We stop. Um, uh, running the um, vacuum cleaner, we stop, you know, cooking and cleaning. We take a little minute and pause and acknowledge how beautiful and powerful that voice is. Mm. So it was a perfect okay. poem for her to read on that stage, like the tree said earlier. Uh, two weeks later, turn up. Oh, Cicely Tyson, honorary Oscar. Coincidence? Mm-hmm. We think not. Because <laughs> the funeral. Yeah, I mean, because she she's in, in she ninety three. 91, 91. 91. 91, 91. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it's it's about time she get one. Indeed. Yeah. Yeah. She was nominated for um one in competition for Sounder in nineteen seventy two for Best Actress. She didn't win though. They gave Ruby D an honorary before she passed away, right? I don't know. I had to check. I know she was nominated for American say... Gangster. Was she? Yes, she was. Even though she wow. only moved for like seven minutes, they nominated her for Best uh, wow. Supporting Actress. That's great. Hmm. But I think she got an honorary one right before she, uh, not too long before uh, she ended up passing away um, in the last four or five years. Mm-hmm. Has it been the last four or five years? It's been six. It's 2012, if I recall properly. Let me look it up. Okay. Let me look did Ossie die before her? Uh, yes. Ossie did die before, yeah. Okay. Yes, he did pass away. Because she, she lived about, if I'm not mistaken, at least a good five years Five or seven years without him. Yeah, 2014 mm-hmm. is when she passed. Sorry, my bad. Okay. Yeah, and then Ossie passed when? Just uh, by comparison. I want to say it was... 2005. Okay, so nine years. Nine years. Oh, wow. Okay. She made it nine years without him. Sad. So, but any, I don't think that she was given an honorary... I'm looking through Meek Academy Award. I don't think she was ever getting an uh, honorary one. Ever? Mm-hmm. No, she wasn't. Not ever. Mm, wow. Just her nomination for American Gangster in 2008. That's sad. And she doesn't even have one. No, she does, does not she have, have one. one. Mm. She has, um, you know, like other awards. She has, um, right. she has an Emmy. She has National Medal of Arts. She has a Drama Desk Award. Uh, she has, does she have a Tony? She doesn't does have a Tony. Does she have a Presidential Medal? Uh... She has two Grammys. She does not have a presidential medal. She has Eleanor Roosevelt mm-hmm. Award. She has the National Medal of Arts, mm-hmm. which is a congressional award, but no, yeah. no presidential awards, no. Okay. I think we have severely undervalued Miss Ruby D. We definitely have. I thought you were about to say black people, because that... <laughs> <laughs> we that can was... just we can just generalize. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> correct as well, if we want yeah. to say that. Indeed. Um mm-hmm. So after Cicely Tyson was Clive Davis, who sort of kind of recounted working with Aretha at Arista when he was yeah, running. I Arista. tuned him out. <laughs> I did too. It was basically it was basically he was re- reading like you know if you go to Wikipedia and look at Richard Franklin um, 80s yeah. career is what he read. It didn't. It just so, felt very procedural when he got up there. I was like, okay. So it wasn't just me that thought that, Brad. No, because yeah. no. I was like, it sounded like he reading Wikipedia. <laughs> I I was amused I was like, that that man that white man had to read the words. Sisters are doing it for themselves. <laughs> <that> yeah. <laughs> okay. 
Yeah, I think again, I I, I took a kitchen or bathroom break during his part. Yeah, that's I was like, okay, all right, Clive. All right. <laughs> he did mention though a funny story. Well, well, funny in quotes. At his rose, Clyde Davis's rose in 1992, Aretha came out and performed a um, ballet with um, a ballet troupe, and she wore a tutu mm-hmm. doing it. And she did. Yeah, that steps. tickled me. That tickled <laughs> when I when I when I saw that. I was like, Aretha in a tutu. Okay. <laughs> Right, <laughs> but uh, but if you, you know what, one of the things, the unsung things about Aretha was her fashion sense. Oh yeah, yeah. Like if you look and at her performances, she was always well dressed, always, always. But she, but well dressed. But then also, she was very provocative in what she used to wear back in the days. There's a, actually there's an episode of uh, Soul Train that's been making the rounds. Where she did rock steady, mm-hmm. and she mm-hmm. had on something orange, where there was no bra. Yes, I saw that. It was literally like it was just like looped under her boobs. And oh around. my god! I was and like, I was like, oh, we are real free. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, I was let's, like, hey, let, let, let's. I let's saw call, that. I saw that. Let's call this outfit exactly what it is. <laughs> what yeah. it is. What it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was like, okay, redo it, girl. Like, it wasn't even like a whole shirt. It was literally just like fabric under her boobs and around her neck. That's what it and looked like. Like. And like. like long, like bell-bottom pants or something. And I was like, wow. But before Aretha really got sick, I remember we used to, everybody used to sort of clown what she had on. Because like, did you see what Aretha had on? Oh my God. Did you see what she had on? Like, I think during that Divas concert, or she just she had she had some of the most amazing outfits. Paul Mooney used to clown Aretha Franklin his stand up what she had on. Yeah, and they always like fight the joke because the joke's kind of offensive, but like yeah, go find it. Mm. Well, you know, you know what's so wonderful um, about about Aretha and her different um, things that she wore. She was fearless. She right. committed to it. That's you true. Know? And because uh, I would see some of the outfits and I'd be like, that's, it takes some guts. It takes, <laughs> wow. But you know what? Yeah. Like, but, listen, but, with that, with that one Greg's talking about that Soul Train, like, she wasn't yeah. just standing still. She was moving around and they were moving around. <laughs> yeah. And I'll everybody was moving around. And you I'll have to respect you. that. You, you got to respect that. Everything that she did, she made up her mind and she wants to be a ballerina in a tutu. I'm going to yeah, do it. She was comfortable. In she it. wants to wear, you know, outfit that's, you know, really uh, provocative. I'm going to do it. And whether or not you liked it or appreciated it, she had care. to respect it. It was like, you know what? Mm. I know other ladies who, you know, quote unquote, it might fall differently on their figures, but they're not wearing it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. there you go. I would be attitude. Yeah, that's it. She took it right from. I was about to say. I will selfishly say, Stephanie and Latria. That's. It wasn't attitude. It was Detroit. Ah. I I will selfishly claim that's Detroit because we Mm -hmm. Detroit. Detroit is some of the. We wear some of the craziest, loud things. Nobody else will be caught dead wearing, like certain colors and suits, bright suits. Yes, mm-hmm. that's, that that's explains the, it. That's destroyed all day. I always wondered, like, did anybody tell her that this is a wild outfit? Okay, mm-hmm. she's gonna wear it. All right, there you go. There's of my answer. They, of course, they they told her, but of course, she didn't listen. 
mm-hmm. because she mm-hmm. wanted to wear it and she did what she did. Right. There you go. That was there her style. Go. That was mm-hmm. she just I and I'd like to throw a plug in from old school. Mr. Songs Millinery made that hat that she wore at the inauguration. Yeah. I remember that. I oh, you remember mean that. the 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 gray hat with the huge bow? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Mr. Song's I Millinery, right in Detroit. They they they've closed since, but um, they made that hat that she wore. And I remember when she had it on TV. They said she got the hat in Detroit. I said, I bet she went to Mr. Song's. <laughs> that was too great. That was too great. I mean, one of the greatest things about Aretha and seeing everything she's done is seeing her be so Detroit. Just she has been 125.2% Detroit yep. her her whole time doing it. Yep. So I appreciate that. Next up is um uh, Bishop uh Paul Morton and Yolanda Adams, who mm. performed uh, Mary Don't You Weep. I thought about you doing this, Greg, when she hit that Lazarus. <laughs> yeah, I did too. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, I wonder if Greg is watching this. Yeah. I was. I was. <laughs> I was watching. She did a thing. Y- Yolanda, Yolanda, um, I say this, and I'm probably throwing a little bit of shade. She did good, mm-hmm. but she did not do as good as when she tributed Anita Baker. Yeah, I felt I'm like it was, I don't know, she may be holding back. Yeah, she was. I, I thought the same thing, too. Like, she was good, but it wasn't, like, what I expected out of her. Exactly. I'll say that, because when I saw her doing the Anita Baker tribute, and she did You Bring Me Joy, listen. Yeah. Oh. It could have been that they were in a church and maybe she was trying not to, like, overshadow anything, too. I mean... Then, I that's true. That's true. Because, you know, yeah. Aretha was the queen. Yeah. And, and you don't overdo the queen, even in... Right. Death. That's true. Even in right. death, you don't overdo the queen. About I, what hour... About what hour in the service was this? Hour three? Hour four? This hour was around... six or seven. Yeah. There what? you go. She's been <laughs> yeah. there for six hours, you know, and you... Yeah. Yeah, because it was like around about 4.30 when they got up there, right? Somewhere, yeah. Maybe? About 4.30. So she probably was tired. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. It's a lot. <laughs> I noticed I saw Whoopi there. Yeah, and her um, white man. Was that her man? Yeah. I saw some guy next to her. I was like, who was that? I didn't know that was her dude because, you know, Whoopi don't really acknowledge anybody no more these days. She just, you know, she she get her liberal thing on. She just with who she with. She don't she, talk about it. She was sitting next to um, uh, uh, Valerie Simpson. Yes, yeah. Valerie Simpson was sitting. Uh, they mm-hmm. were sitting in the same oh. area together. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And I, I noticed Valerie Simpson. I was like, oh, she there. Cool. Mm-hmm. I, I was, was just singing some Ashford and Simpson to myself the other day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just randomly. One of the oh, as a side note, one of the funniest things ever is when they had um, what was it a Chaka Khan Wikipedia article, and they had Nick Ashford's pick picture there instead. Mm. Oh, I think that's right. I think you're right. Well, yeah. that was one of the funniest things I ever saw. <laughs> they had a Chaka Khan bio and had Nicholas Ashford's picture right there. Wow. I was like, oh god, oh that's- god. That's a mess. That was completely funny. But yeah, but as a side note, um, but uh, to see all the people who were there, to see what people did, that was great. Was were there people um, like from the public allowed in here, or was it only invite a few? They had selected seats that they brought people in from the public in, but it wasn't that many seats. What I this church have a balcony? I think 
No, I want to say no. Yeah, there was an upper level. Yeah, there was. And there yeah. are people up there too? Yes. And there was like a group of people I noticed um, earlier in the service on the upper level. They were all dressed in pink. So I'm assuming that those are the Mary Kay crew. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. A lot of the Mary. And you know, crew. I didn't know Aretha was a Delta, or was she honorary? I think she was honorary. Because that's why she wore that red yeah. on the first day of viewing, and I was like, "Oh, okay, I didn't know that." Because I didn't know she was Delta either, and I looked it up, and they said she was given honorary uh, membership. I was like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, and that's when I was like, "Well, that's why she had that red on. That makes sense." Right, because I was wondering why she had on red the first time. I was like, "What's up with the red?" And um, oh, the f- I think it was Ken made this joke. Said, "Is she uh, when he saw the shoes?" Mm-hmm. Said, "Is she going to Oz or going to Glory?" <laughs> <laughs> the red shoes. She had her legs crossed. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Okay, Re." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but she was they they had her done up very nice they from did. the shots I did see. Yeah, it was really impressive. I've never seen a full casket open with the feet crossed. Me either. Yes. They always have just the front part. Yeah. Right. I don't I don't want to know what they had to do to make that happen, but I appreciate <laughs> it. Right. They were like they were like you going to see this whole outfit. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. I still want to see full casket pictures cuz I have not. I haven't gotten a chance to see the right shots or anything, but I was I'm I'm interested in seeing because I heard she had four costume changes. Yes, she did. Mm-hmm. I heard she had four, and I'm like, I've only seen two partial. Well, I've seen three. I didn't know there were four. Yeah, there was four. Huh. Gotta catch them all. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Next up, uh, I had to skip this section, unfortunately, just to be able to finish in time to do the show. So this um, section of personal reflections, um, Mildred Gaddis, who is a radio personality. Yeah, oh, Mildred, she was good. She was really good. But Mildred is a really big deal in the city of Detroit. Yeah. I'm going like, to I'm be, um, go back uh, and watch host. her part. Her, yeah. she, she almost made me cry, too, because she mentioned... Um, the lady who was like really good friends with Alicia, who basically like quit her job and moved in with her. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. When she started getting sick and she was just talking about like loyalty and friendship. And I was like, yes. I, mean, I was like, do I have any friends? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I do. Okay. I got, okay. I'm good. Okay. Yeah. That was beautiful. Like, that was, I was like, man, I was like, like Aretha was like, I wish I knew her. Mm. Yeah. Like she was very loved. Yeah, she was loved she, by like, a lot of people. She had a lot of loyalty. I was like, you don't find that a lot these days. I mean, because she's old school, but I was like, you just don't find like that kind of dedication That's anymore. True. To have people because, sit for you yeah. eight hours, just think about it. Mm-hmm. You can't even get people to have lunch with you for 45 minutes. Right. Like lunch. I ain't heard nothing about her ever getting swindled or nothing. Like people really respected her. And I that's think that's a whole work shift. Yeah. <laughs> that really <laughs> it is. It really is. They went into overtime. They got time. It is. But to be fair, to be totally fair, but I noticed by the time the funeral was over, the church was a lot thinner. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. People, had, people had to leave. People you know, blood leave. sugar started dropping about five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, look, I'm about to go get a piece of this chicken and then, you know, go on. Go get me a piece of burger. I know, people, I, I know um, a couple of friends of mine, um, friends of friends, were actually in the choir. And uh, I heard a joke by somebody who went to go get some Jimmy John's or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
they they was calling Jimmy Johns to deliver fast something. delivery. They they'll be there in, in ten minutes. Uh, right. Next up was Isaiah Thomas, who of course is a former NBA player. Oh, he touched me. Too. I touched me so much. That was I had no clue how close he was. Me neither. When he said. When he asked her to play at his mom's home, and she said no, and she showed up with a full band and backup singers. Yep. I was just like, nobody does that. Yep. Like I remember that. That was. And that he was started so choking up. I said, "Okay, Isaiah, don't do this." Yeah. <laughs> that that was again. That was one of the best parts of the service. Was people spoke from the heart. Really yeah, about I like how that. She really was, and I thought that was so sweet and so real of her. I was like, wow, yes. she really does use her gift for good. I like, she had that. musicians, backup singers, and put on a show for the whole... I was like, wow. Mm-hmm. Yep, showed up with a whole crew. And he probably mm-hmm. didn't even protest when she said no. He was probably just like, okay, like, you know. Mm-hmm. Not thinking anything, but she was just like, oh, no, I'm, I got to come correct, you know. Mm-hmm. So if she going to do it for you, she going to Yeah, that's amazing. I thought that was great. I thought also um, a couple of things. There was a repeating theme that Aretha's music was the soundtrack of everybody's parents' marriage. Like you knew what was going on with your mom and dad. Yeah. Yeah, Tyler, Tyler Perry said that. Tyler yeah. said that. Tyler mm-hmm. said that. And a couple other people said. I think knew. Isaiah said that too. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And I said, you know what? You're right. Because her, like when I was growing up and I would listen to it, I would just sing the the, the words because I just liked the sound. Mm-hmm. But as I got older and I look back, it was like, oh. Okay. Right. Wow. Right. He yeah. cracked me up when he said that. He said uh, if she did something wrong, he was she was uh, singing "Think." <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, do right woman, do right man. But if mm-hmm. I'm right, she was singing "Doctor Feel Good." He <laughs> laughed so hard, I was like, "Okay." But yeah. that's true. That's it's very true. true. Very true. Mm-hmm. Very true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I love that song. I mean, just as a side note, along with Amazing Grace, have you heard the live at Fillmore West album? I haven't. I've heard the Doctor Feel Good from from that album, and it oh. is amazing. It is every bit of amazing and everything. When the way she wow. holds on to that sitting note, when she says, "Yes, yes," she holds on to. Holds on to it and drags it out. Yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness, that mm-hmm. that is a performance. Yeah. That's she's, a performance. she's a maestro, a maestro. Next she up is. was um Ron Moten from who um owns Madonna's the, the bodyguard, right? The personal bodyguard, personal friend. Yeah, yeah, personal friend. Yeah. Was this the one that was her neighbor that lived yes. next to her? Yes. Oh, his his like touched me the like I felt mm-hmm. like he had. You were talking about of that, the right? ones that I saw. Like it was so heartfelt, and you could tell that he was like truly her friend. Like, yeah, it was yeah. Beautiful. That was nice to see, and like mm-hmm. I said, and he was right because if you're married and your your spouse lets you go t- to the house of another woman. Yeah, at one a.m. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. your family. I like right. he slipped that in, and he was like, "Oh, and don't worry." <laughs> <laughs> she knew. <laughs> mm-hmm. That was too much. Yeah, but I I just love how you could tell how she not only did people love her, but she truly cherished her friendships and her relationships with people, and actually mm-hmm. was active in you know, like cultivating those. Like it wasn't mm-hmm. just like, oh, hey, you know, come to the house. It was kind of like checking on you, seeing about you, like right. 
asking about, you know, your mama, Mm -hmm. your, your wife, husband, daddy, like Mm -hmm. she was really, she she was invested in who she was invested in. And how she was a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And how she cooked for people too. Yeah. I'm like, Ooh, and I like with the Ron guy, he mentioned how, you know, you would go up to her house, like for like dinner or a party and a president would be there or a Senator and it would be nothing. It was just like, they're here for Aretha. And mm-hmm. like, she invited us in to her world and wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, she wasn't ashamed. Like, oh no, you can't, you know, you're not upper crust. You can't come to this. She was like, mm-hmm. no, we're going to all mingle because we're all people. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. she really like, you know, embraced them and let them be a part of her world, which I was like, that was, that was really special. That was touching. I think also that, you know, sometimes, if, especially if you move up in the world and you're a powerful person or whatever, people don't treat you like just a person, you know, right. there might be different agendas. You don't know if someone really is talking to you or your position. Mm-hmm. So it must have been wonderful to go to a place where it's like, you going to wash the dishes or not? Let's go. You know, right. what, I, what can I get you? And you're like, you know what? I appreciate this. Mm-hmm. You right. know, I, I thought that that was awesome. Yeah. And so on the program, next up was supposed to have been um, Marvin Sapp and the choir, but I'm guessing he did, he, he, either they took him off because of time or he didn't, he wasn't able to show up. So they went Marvin right. Sapp performed. He did? Yeah, I heard, I heard people. Oh yeah, he did. He did. At this mm-hmm. point, because I'm looking at the, um, earlier, I think it was earlier though. Oh, that's what it, oh, that's what that was. Yeah, he moved him uh-huh. up earlier. Okay, that's, yeah, that's yeah. What, I had a thing like I that Marvin. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, I was confused. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he um, did perform because he yeah. was actually very good. Yeah. I forgot what yeah. song he did. It was beautiful. I forget too, but it but was he, good. It was really good. I was I was like, okay, Marvin. I'm I'm surprised he didn't do. Never would have made it. <laughs> that's his song. <laughs> Uh, he was he's performing that everywhere. Yeah, but um, I was yeah, he was good. He was yeah. very good. So Jennifer Hudson went up next, and she's saying, "Well, she hummed Amazing mm-hmm. Grace and sung mm-hmm. a little bit of it." Uh, I don't know if she was just overcoming emotion or if she um, forgot words. Um, no, 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 no. That wasn't it. Was she it? she got she got all the words correct, but the part where she hummed in the beginning. Mm-hmm. That was that was completely black. It, we it, do that. Yeah. We yeah. do that. So But it did seem like after the home, like she missed a cue or something. Yeah, like, like they had to go give her like sixty like, more bars to turn yeah, around. <laughs> like started over. Is she that was, what it was? She was just standing there and rocking. At one point she wasn't even saying anything. She was just like waiting. And mm-hmm. I was like, did the musician mess up or did she mess up? Or like it was like after the couple of hums, it was like I was like, okay, the song about to start. And then she just was like standing there rocking. I was like, wait, what, what's happening? Brad, what are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, okay, sidebar. <laughs> I know it, yes. I have watched that. <laughs> did you post that? How did I see that? I think I might have posted that. Well, okay. We're referencing y'all in the audience. Michael I... Jackson fired a dude on stage while performing I Can't Stop Loving You. He's like, Mike, what are you going Brad, what are you going to do? Job go. Job go. <laughs> oh, by the way, the guy named Brad. About, yeah. It took me about five what times to realize that he was talking to a person. And I was like, oh, he is like really mad. Like, yep. what? The, the music director at one of Michael's concerts, this had, this had to be on the, on the bad tour in like 89. Yeah, and, like he didn't end uh, the song. He kept going. He kept going, yeah. And Mike was oh. like, it's supposed to be a breakdown. He kept saying, 
it's a breakdown. <laughs> it's a breakdown. He kept giving him chances. He's like, job gone. Job gone. <laughs> yes. Brad, what are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious. And he fired somebody while he's singing it. Yeah. But it was so smooth. Like, you just would have thought that it was part of the song. Like, he was right. entertained. And I was like, wow. Like, that is. Ooh, that's not good. Maybe he was, maybe he was, had a potty break. Oops. I want the sto- I want the story behind that because I, I, I saw the clip, but I want the actual story behind that clip. I yeah. probably will never get a chance to hear it. I have to ask Jay about that, but mm-hmm. uh, I, I want to know the story behind that thing. Oh my goodness! Mm-hmm. So, but the parts of, of Basic Grace that Jennifer Hudson did sing were good. They were really good. Like you know, she Jennifer Hudson did you know it, when church is a place where you are able to scream and stuff like that. You know, like she definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She was technically proficient, but I just didn't feel her. I don't know mm-hmm. what it is, and it's not any shade towards her. It just I didn't. I don't know something going on. Her heels I didn't, was bad high. I just I don't know if that's anything. Eh, <laughs> I, nah, I I I just didn't feel her. It was something like Fantasia gave me a little bit more. Yeah, I felt I felt Fantasia. Fantasia felt real to me. It, it it was relatable, but some about what Jennifer did just didn't really. It was almost like a better Faith Hill. Oh mm. damn! <laughs> That's, wow. If I'm, be, if I'm being honest, I mean, and I'm very disappointed because I'm used to Jennifer taking her shoes off. Yeah. Maybe she should have. I mean, these heels was like she got like six inch heels on on the stage. Like maybe, maybe you like, know what it could have been. Now, just hear me out. She's been anointed as the the heir apparent for the Aretha biopic, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It could have been that this was her, this was her uh, cotillion, her coming out for anyone who knew that the biopic was coming. If they've never heard her sing in that gospel way before, this was sort of like her debut to the world. And maybe, you know, she got a little Nervous. like, yikes. D- just think about it. You, eight That's hour possible. funeral. The world is watching. Her Majesty, the Queen of England, changing up the guards. They're playing Aretha's music. They sure did. And then here you are. You're you're anointed the one to represent her in a major motion picture that's coming out soon. And mm-hmm. you're singing. That's a good point. I didn't think of yeah. that. Yeah. Right. That's at, a really at, good... at the Queen's funeral. Like, yes. yeah. Right, yeah. right. Don't yeah. mess up. Do not mess up. Quick In front question. of the family and stuff, yeah. too. Quick sidebar Don't make it question. too black. <laughs> Do you think that they'll have Jennifer sing her on any of her own notes in this movie, or would they use all recorded archive tape for Aretha? I think it's going to be a mixture of both. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a have, You got to have the queen in there somewhere. Right. It's going to be a mixture of both. They, they're going to definitely have to go to the tape. Yeah. Because as much as I love Jennifer, Jennifer can't hit all the notes. No. Right. I feel, yeah, I feel like if it was like concert, you know, footage, it should be Aretha. Maybe like in studio parts, like they could have her do a little, you know, like cut mm-hmm. a few pieces in there. But I agree. I think it should definitely be a mixture, though. Okay. I think it'll be a mixture. I would like to see that. I'd like either way. I like to see them do it correctly. Yes. They'll definitely close it out. Like the last voice you hear before the screen goes black will be the queen. I think. Who has the rights to her music? Is it her? What is it to her family or? Well, the mute the rights to the actual recordings are still with the record label. So the first half of it is with Warner Brothers Records. The other half is with, um, I guess, it's Sony now. 
Okay. Yeah, like the the actual, and of course the rights to these songs themselves, like the actual words on paper, are all scattered because she wrote like maybe like forty percent of her songs, but the rest of them, of course, are from other people. So, I thought she had the rights to to her music. She has the um, rights to the songs that she wrote. She, oh, right. Yeah. I and but I'd like to see uh, the other albums reissued too, the ones that haven't been put out. The ones from the uh, Atlantic era that they kind of just completely forgot about. Right. There's there's about five. I think we were talking about in the last show. Yeah, yeah you mentioned those. Yeah. There's like five that have not even been issued because they just completely forgot they existed. Um, what but, I've learned is that they don't forget those albums exist. It is always a, it's always a business thing. It's always a thing of it will cost us more at this point to put this album out than we will make in sales and returns. But, yeah, but, they, but now that yeah. now that we're in an era, we're not that, you know, uh, I guess it, after her passing, her music sales have already gone up. So there was a, more of a possibility they would be able to release those and, you know, turn them around. But that's that's what that is, though, Greg. Like, it's not that they forget this stuff. Like, trust me, they have meetings about this stuff all the time at, the stu- at labels and stuff like that. But it's always like, can we make the same amount of money back to take us to take these tapes? remaster them so they can sound good on digital and everything like that and do album artwork and stuff and put it out and actually physically make copies versus, mm-hmm. you know, like, it's always that. And it, and it's easier for, like, if a smaller record label licenses the material, like, they do that overseas all the time. They come and grab old Motown stuff because they have a lower overhead and less people to mm-hmm. pay. But, like, if it's actual Universal or actual Warner Bros. or actual Sony in America doing it, it becomes a debate of money. All the time. I'd definitely like to see them at least uh, put some more time into putting those out. I, I, you know, I know it's a lot involved, but I still like to hear them, you I know, in, in proper digital. When, when is her birthday? Like, what's her birthday? March 25th. Maybe March they 25th. would do something, for, you know, then. Yeah. Well, I mean, if I if if the if the dream works the way I would like for it to, mm-hmm. I would like for the Amazing Grace movie to come out on her birthday next. Mm. Year. That's great. Yeah, that would be great. If they do it in time for her birthday, that'd be great. Mm-hmm. That would be nice. Um, so because I I know first they're gonna put it on major you know uh, outlets, maybe film first. And mm-hmm. then they'll eventually bring it down to like a Netflix level and put it on streaming, uh, you know, like Netflix, whatever not. But I'd like to see that film, that that concert film. The biopic I'm interested in. That's gonna it's gonna take years to put together. They don't that's have gonna take years. Like Jennifer right I'm, now. Yeah, I'm interested in the biopic somewhat. And mm-hmm. I'm I'm almost a little scared of the biopic too. I'm scared of them in general. Why? Most music biopics are because good. I'm always disappointed at, at some point, yeah. at some, on some level. Like we didn't Ray did well with with Jamie? Ray right? did do it. Ray's That's probably one of the better ones. Yes. Like well, think my about, thing is, it needs to be in theaters. Like, don't let TV One or BBC get a hold of nothing. Yeah. Like it. Like do her right. The last last yeah, I heard was that MGM has the rights. Who? Now, MGM is no longer a major studio. They had the whole bankruptcy thing a couple of years ago. So they have to partner with somebody to actually get the money together to produce it. I'd be curious to know who that studio is. It'll probably be Warner Brothers. That's who they're working with lately. And who's in charge, who's producing it, who's directing it, who's writing it, you know. 
Hopefully it's black people. Um, <laughs> I'm dead serious about that. Like, cause like, mm-hmm. I don't want like um, Adam Shankman or Taylor Hackford to be directing the Aretha biopic. I'm sorry, I don't. But I'm scared because of her actual life. She had her first child at 12. Well, um, well you know, it's going to be sanitized to some degree, but I'm sure they'll cover that stuff. But it, they're not going to make like, it's not going to be, and it's the thing we always say about biopics. It's important people understand this. It's just supposed to be an entertainment piece to introduce a person to people. It's not supposed to be a documentary. It's not supposed to be fully factual. Is they're gonna mm-hmm. fuse some things? They're gonna make things up. They're gonna take things out and put things in so they can create a three act structure of a plot that runs in 120 minutes or less. Mm-hmm. That's gonna happen for anybody. I mean, Ray. Yeah. They skipped over multiple marriages with Ray. A lot, mm-hmm. a lot of things to make a, a cohesive plot that worked for the movie. They made up a whole thing about him being banned in the state of Georgia. He was never banned for not for not performing in Augusta at that right. segregated um, Bell Auditorium. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and like you mentioned with Tina Turner, that whole rape scene never happened. I'm whole, so mad. Yeah, the they whole rape scene never happened. Made me, made wait, me wait, 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 excuse, wait, wait, stop. Everybody freeze. Yes, that's how I felt too. Uh-huh. The rape. Scene never in that happened. booth, it never happened. Never happened. What oh. Tina said in her book was that being around Ike, I mean, she was physically abused, psychologically abused, mentally right. abused. She was never sexually abused. He hit her all the time, but he never raped her. She and Ike both agree on that, but she said it felt to her like rape, mm. like just like the way she felt being his wife. Wow. And so they, the screenwriters took that and turned that into that scene. They went that, all the way to the left. That's one of the most iconic scenes. In right, the movie. exactly. When you think about mm-hmm. it, you think about that scene. And it didn't. Oh, okay. and it was brutal. Like I couldn't. Yeah. It was very brutal. She also right. she also never had a friend named Jackie. Jackie's a fugitive of multiple different people in um, Tina Turner's life. That was a shock to me. Right, I was like, really? She's not real. No. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> just, just like Cadillac Records. Cadillac Records is basically a work of fiction. Hmm. Yeah. The movie? Yeah, the movie. It's basically is a work of fiction. Is that why Etta James was made? I mean, I know she yes. didn't, <laughs> I know she didn't want Beyonce playing her, but could it? But wait, but, but wait, Cadillac Records is basically about like stacks, right? No, it's about chess records. Chess records, chess, chess, right. Mm. Okay, chess records. And where was chess records headquartered? Chicago. Chicago. Okay. Yeah, but it's basically a work of fiction. Like, they made up so many things. They omitted a lot of... I think Howlin' Wolf does not appear at all in the picture. He was a major chess record star. Um, it's basically, you know, it's, it's a Could entertainment Could it have been piece. a rights issue? It might have been a rights issue. That, you know, maybe the family said, no, can't be. he mm-hmm. can't be in the movie, period. Now, um, this makes me nervous now, because my mind <laughs> has just been blown. This makes me nervous with this Aretha biopic because yeah, that's why these take so long to put together because they had because wow. they had to get rights to not just Aretha they had to get rights to all the family members. Oh, that's uh, right. Probably to the Jerry Wexler family, right? To Clive Davis, anybody sure who we'll be yes. mentioned, right? Right, or anybody who be mentioned. It to some if they're just mentioned, you probably can get away with it. But if they're like yeah. being played by people, you have to get mm-hmm. some sort of like life rights to that. Sure, depending okay. upon how much prominent they are. When they did Nina Simone's movie, the one was always I'm not playing her in blackface. They did got, that ever come out? It did. It did, and it, it flopped. Came and went. It came and went. <laughs> oh, okay. And I never they saw got it. the rights from that Me friend. Either. 
And I don't think anyone else did. Yeah, they got the rights from that friend who the movie's about. It's not actually about her. And the friend, they turned the friend into a lover, even though the friend was gay in real life. Okay. Like, they got it from the rights from his book. They didn't get the rights from Nina Simone Estate at all. The Nina Simone Estate was not involved with the movie, period. That's why she also doesn't sing any of her, her, her music in the movie. It is dangerous out here in these bio See, That's streets. the thing about being a fan. Like, I don't want nobody being able to tell my story like their way. Like, that's right. Well, I'll light a candle for this bio movie because right? it could yep. go the, anywhere. It the, could, yeah. the most egregious one, of course, is probably Lady Sings the Blues because they get hired Louis McKay and he's the source of everything that happens in that movie. That's why he's the saint and the, you know, the magical Negro who comes to save Diane Ross from herself multiple times in the movie. Oh. And why it's so focused on her drug use and her drug right. abuse and everything, and her like, and hardly any of the good things that Billy Holiday did with her life. But what wow. what was what was he to her life in reality? He was the boyfriend at at a certain point, not throughout her whole life like it is in the movie, but at a certain point he was the boyfriend. Hmm. I think he was might have been the husband, but he was definitely like at least like the partner, like the long term partner. That's how these things go, man. That's why I'm scared. Yeah. That's why the family has to be involved. That's sure. why they have to get like the blessings of everybody. That's why they need to get I right. they need to get black creatives in charge because I think black people will have a better understanding of how important it is to get Aretha's movie right for Aretha. Exactly. And I need Ryan Coogler. Somebody get it. I was number. gonna say Ryan, because I, I I don't know if Ryan's ever done anything with music, but this could be his opportunity. I mean, he never did any superheroes before. And look what look at Black Panther. There you go. Very so call it Ryan. Yo. I could do the Aretha movie. It'd be awesome. <laughs> Listen, Michael B. George is going to play um, no. her brother. <laughs> no. no. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. He going to play Stevie once. <laughs> right. Actually, yeah. I could see I, that happening. I could see it. Terrence Howard going to be smoky. Yep. No. Yes. Yes. I think Terrence is too old. Uh, At least by no. slightly under, like somebody in their thirties, rather than their forties. Like fifty to sixty for a long time. <laughs> it, it'll be okay. Just get the entire Black Panther, uh, Black Panther uh, cast, and just transfer. Chadwick yeah, can play Doctor C. L. Franklin. Yep. Can Perfect. we get Clifton Davis to play C. L. Franklin? Clifton Davis can play, play older C. L. Franklin. Like at a certain point, where they change actors. Or who is the, the the preacher on Greenleaf? Uh, Keith, oh, is, is it Keith, Keith Davis? Keith Davis, yeah. <laughs> uh huh. We yeah. got to get Lupita in there, Angela Bassett, Forrest Whitaker, just the entire cast. Lupita of can play Carolyn. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, <laughs> wow. Is that her sister? Yes, her sister. Yes. Yeah. Okay. The one that wrote Angel. Yeah. Okay. I don't know who Angela can play because the mom. I mean, Angela can play your auntie. So Angela can play so some Jackson. auntie. Yeah. Um, and then I need them to get the actual hat from the inauguration if they're gonna. <laughs> go up that part. Like, you might as well just. Stick yes. with the original. Like, don't even try to recreate it. I'm sure they still got it. I'm sure they still got it. I'm sure she still has it somewhere. Oh so, like, just goodness. have her wear the actual hat. Yes. Yes. All right. Let me, let me get back to the... We only got a couple yeah. more things for the future. Because I, I have a point I want to bring up, too, but we can get through. Yeah. The, um, so, at this point, we're at the eulogy by mm. Jasper Williams, who, as Grant told us on that show, was came up under um, C.L. Franklin. Yeah. And now and he's I a preacher actually, in Atlanta. I've gone to, yeah, because he he preaches at Salem Baptist Church, which is literally up the street from my grandmama's house. Like, it's off Baker Road. Like, it's basically over, like, 
close to Bankhead. Like that's the area okay. where it is. Um, and I've been to that church maybe like two or three times because one of my friends used to go there. And I don't think I ever heard Jasper, but I heard his son preach mm-hmm. a couple of times. So when I heard about what his sermon was, I was like, it kind of doesn't surprise me. Yeah. I didn't yeah. see him. I'm glad I'm, I didn't, but I was like, I'm not shocked at all. The thing, he gave a sermon you would expect to hear in a black church on a random Sunday. And that's exactly the right. problem with it. It's exactly the problem with it. Right. He, his speech was all about First of all, it was barely about Aretha. He talked more about CL than he did about Aretha. Mm. Mind you, he knew CL, but you were at Aretha's funeral. You're eulogizing her. You should talk right. more about her from her perspective, her life, not just when she was a little girl um, under her dad. Number two, the whole he went, the whole rant he went on about you know uh, the black um, his this the the thesis of the sermon was a house is not necessarily a home. There's a whole thing about you know a house is, is structural, a home is spiritual. True. And you can't have a home, he says, without, without, a, without a loving family. True. And then he went into the whole thing about how you can't have single parents can't raise children. Like he said, he actually low-key stated CL for raising his kids by himself after his wife left. And, and Aretha, whose yeah, yeah. sons were sitting right there in your face. Right. And then he went, and that was after he went to the whole thing about how a black woman can't raise a black a man. man. Mm. And Aretha Franklin was a single mother who raised four black sons. Right. Who were all, like the truth said, we were all sitting there looking at him in the eye. Um, why, why would he, why would he use, I'm still trying to find the, 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 the nugget of, pop, why? Why ask why? He feels like he he he's one of the people who feels like black people were better off in the old days before second before integration. He talked about how we don't have black you know grocery stores and things anymore and all that kind of stuff. And the family was together. I mean, he just he just got old and black on people, and it yeah. was it was just it was very regressive and very just really do really do are we doing this today? Um, and what made it worse was his um, non-apology when he was like I. I stand by everything I said. Like, everything I said was right. And my thing is, okay, that's great if you're at your church on Sunday, but when you're eulogizing somebody, you're supposed to be talking about their life and, like, their impact on life. And especially with Aretha, like, her impact on the world and her music. Mm -hmm. And you kind of have a personal connection and that you knew her father, you could tie Mm -hmm. that in. But talking Mm -hmm. about, like, how homosexuality is bad. He He didn't go into that. He didn't go into that. I think oh, okay. That people, well, I saw people said that, so that's what I thought. But everything about the single parents can't, and I was just like, yeah. that has nothing to do with her life. Like, I, I'm dying. Like, I assume why? the homophobia is implicit in the whole thing about, like, okay. mothers raising kids. But he hit this whole thing about how the Democrats got to respect the Republicans and the gays got to respect the straights and the got to respect the gays and everything. At the end, he tried to do a, he tried to do what Paul Moody calls Ooh, a Sammy Davis cleanup at the end. But I do, I did want to say uh-huh. <laughs> in, his, in his speech, um, he talked about how number one, when he did shade C.L. Franklin for raising kids on his own, he's like, "Well, we, you know, we don't know what happened in his marriage, nigga. Yes, you do, <clears throat> because you knew him. He probably told you everything yeah. right, about, about how he got was getting young girls pregnant. Don't lie in church, and that, he told multiple lies from the things, the things we know factual." Because he's told that lie. He also told a lie about how he's a, you know, black lives don't matter. They cannot matter because we are killing our brothers and sisters and nobody's doing anything about it. Nigga, every major city in America has a, like like multiple right. nonprofit organizations who are dedicated to trying to reduce 
violence in the black community. I get so tired of people saying that, you know, black people killing each other. Everybody kills each other. White people kill white people, black people kill white people, because we kill the people who are near to us, around us, because that's how how civilization works. Yes. But can we point out that who who, who yelled from the audience that black lives do matter, Brandon? Oh, 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 no, no. You know, it wasn't from the audience. It's from the stage. Oh, from the stage. Yes. We'll get to that. So <laughs> after Jasper, his, his sermon was like a good, strong 45 minutes. And I, I watched good it on Lord. double speed because that man talks slow. Did uh, they have him build for that long? Let me check. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, no. They, he was built for 30 minutes. Like okay. I said, were, at, this, at this point, were you watching or were you just listening? Oh, no. I was watching it. Did they show people's faces like when he was no. up there? Oh, and, oh, oh that was. Uh, thank you for reminding me. People did applaud him when he made these very controversial points because it is the black church. People, well, old folks yeah. are very regressive when it comes to a lot of this stuff. They applauded mm-hmm. him, cheer for him because you know. Mm. I'm sure. It was all a mess, and then after that, immediately after that, um, Gladys got up to sing him. Um, what did Gladys sing? Gladys Knight some "Bridge Over Troubled Water." And that's when wherever the feed broke, and then when it came back, Stevie had got up to um to play the harmonica. Was he playing Eyes on the Sparrow on the harmonica? Is that what he was playing? I was trying to I catch the notes. Say, yeah. I thought that was the Lord's Prayer, but I could be wrong. I thought it was the Lord's Prayer. I'm not sure what it, whatever it was, I, it was, it was very sure pretty and very sad. But it was so beautiful. It right. was. It was very beautiful, but I wasn't sure what he was, what actual song he was doing on the harmonica. I was trying to catch the tune of it. Right. And I was like, oh my God, that's amazing. And before he took his seat to perform his like his vocal selection, he did say, you know, but listen, black lives do matter. He did say and, that. And like, cause he he clearly he didn't like that speech either. And he said, yeah. all lives matter. And um everybody's like, we should make love great again. We need to love more. His little because Arita was about love, and she always taught me to love everybody. His little remarks before he's got to sing his song were better than anything that the Reverend had just said for the last 45 minutes. And he said, Stevie wanted to say it like in three minutes. That's what I saw too. People were like, it's a shame Stevie had to get up and clean up after the actual eulogy. Yeah. I heard some people say that they felt like Stevie gave the real eulogy. He did. I, I, I'm one of those people. I agree with that. Him and Michael Eric Dyson. Yeah. <laughs> right? Because Michael was preaching. I was like, is he a pastor? Is he a pastor? The spirit moved him that day. I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Stevie Wonder got uh, got well, sat down and sung always him in the choir. And <gasps> okay, I gotta go find it. That is, <laughs> no. that is my favorite Stevie Wonder. I will add to this. Time. Joining oh. him as a sort of kind of a new version of Wonder Love oh were uh, Shirley Murdoch. I got, I got chills now. Angie Stone and mm-hmm. Jennifer One in <gasps> Lewis. <laughs> Black Hollywood's mama? Yeah, Black Hollywood's mama was singing behind me, Wanda. I, I did a triple take. I was like, is that Jennifer Lewis? <laughs> was she yeah. showing out? It was she sure showing was. Out? She was showing out. She was like, oh, um, man. <laughs> you know how she be rocking back and forth? <laughs> yes. I was like, why didn't you niggas tell me Jennifer Lewis was singing? Was <laughs> mm-hmm. She was jamming. She was jamming up there. <laughs> that should have been the headline. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. She Fair told enough. ABC, "Fuck y'all. I'll see y'all on Tuesday." <laughs> Go to say right. <laughs> Fair enough. I, but I was, I, I didn't know that was Shirley Murdoch. I was trying to figure out who that was. I was too. It was Shirley Murdoch. 
<laughs> like, oh, was, oh, wow. Did he get emotional? He did. He, he, well, he started emotional when he was playing the harmonica oh, and everything. Okay. By the time yeah. he got into the song, you know, he sort of kind of got into the whole thing. He had the church, you know, it brought mm. the spirits up and everything. It was a, it was a, CB Wonders, we always, CB Wonders is a musical genius. But yes. he performed he always, did. it sounded just like the record, probably better. <sighs> yeah. We just gotta, we just gotta, you know, keep him covered. Yeah, bubble wrap him. Put him in bubble wrap. Now, now I'm like, I'm thinking of like all the people who got up here and sang, and I'm like, can we, we just gotta keep all of them covered now? Because mm-hmm. they, you know, they on yeah. the way. Like, it's yeah. aging. Yep. True. Man, it was so good. And then after that, that was basically the end of the funeral. Um, the bishop got up and they brought the funeral home, and they started the procession out. And as they did, Jennifer Holiday. Performed. I forgot what song. I but, forgot about uh, it. Higher Mountains. Yeah. Higher, higher Mountains. Yeah. Climbing Higher Mountains. Yeah. Which was actually done on Amazing Grace. Yes. Right. It's beautiful. Yeah. And, and she. I, I'll say this. Is, Jen, 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 I know Jennifer Holly's been battling this battle for the last decade. She won this round. <laughs> <laughs> well, between her and um, Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. That's. <laughs> She looked really good too. Yes, she did. (laughs) That beautiful purple. Yeah. Well, now that we've got that, can we briefly? I know we're like, what's the time check? Jesus. It's five o'clock. Hold on. Three hours. How long have I been recording? What's this? Running three hours. Is this going to be eight hours like the (laughs) future? No. We just shot three, but go ahead, Latrice. I just want to bring up, because this is something that, I mean, is not shocking in the black community, but the fact that she didn't have a will or a plan. Yeah. Or like nervous. Like I was shocked. And I mean, like that's just something that I feel like more people really do need to yeah. talk about. Like people are, you know, I guess we're all afraid of like we don't want to talk about when we what's gonna happen when we die. Right. Like where yeah. things are gonna go. But I was just like, gosh, she was worth 80 million. Like that's a lot. That's a big estate to have mm-hmm. without like, having no a, plan for it. Right. So, but the thing is, she had a plan for the funeral, at least like a loose plan. And I'm like, mm-hmm. did she what? Did she have like a like a like a sheet in the drawer, like Annie Johnson and Imitation of Life? I'm like, and no will. That's because like the thing is like you would think you would have all of that together, but she. I mean, Detroit. I mean, not Detroit, Michigan. I guess this was a state where, you know, they have very clear rules about. Um, how your money gets distributed if you pass away. So maybe she was okay with that because it's going to go basically to the sons. Like, even. Yeah. And are all four of them living? All four of them are living. Okay. Mm. I wonder, like, what's their family dynamic? Like, do they all get along? Like, do you think there's going to be some issues? We'll find out. I hope not, but I I just don't know. Are, Are really all four of her sons still alive now? I'm pretty sure. Let me double check. I think so. I didn't hear about any of them having passed. Because how old was she? 70 what? Six. So her oldest would have been 64? 61, 63. That's pretty young, considering. Yeah. Yeah. I want to say... Oh, no. Aretha Franklin's sons are at war over her $80 million fortune. Where are you seeing that at? Uh, It says Don P. News Channel. So I don't know if that's that's, that's, who that is, but like, Mm. we'll find out. Um, Let's see. Um, with children. 
Five fat facts you need to know from heavy.com. They're good for these five fast facts. Let's see what they got to say about this. Just mm-hmm. double check, make sure that they all live in. Because I don't know what they do for a living. So I think they're just like, let's see. Ted White Jr. is a guitar player and a singer. He's the, he's the third child. Mm. Uh, Clarence Franklin is the oldest. And like, so I was listening to other shows and I didn't even talk about this, mention this in passing, Greg, and we said we didn't know having your information. The rumor is that Clarence Franklin is... Mm, don't, uh-uh, uh-uh. Okay, uh-uh. okay. I know where you're going. Okay, all right, all right, um, all right. I'll skip that then, but I, I heard that rumor. I'll skip that. But, oh, you know, type it in the when chat. You, when you say Somebody his name... Somebody type it in the chat. When you say his name, I was already thinking that. I was like, please don't tell me. Please don't tell me. When you I say won't say it on the podcast, right. but I need to know. Right, yeah. and then Edward Franklin is the second son. Um, he's still alive. Like he's a, he's a, apparently a, a singer performer as well. And I think Ooh. the youngest is the youngest uh, Glenn T- Terman's son. Oh, she had a baby with him. I'm not. I don't know. Oh no, Keith um, Cunningham. She's um, Keith Cunningham's um, son. My oh. bad. He was born before she got. So she had Ken, all, all her kids. Ken Cunningham. Ken Cunningham. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I just I, hope that they're I hear really typing. Nervous. I'm like, what am I about to see in the chat? I hear <laughs> typing. Oh my goodness! I'm, yeah, I'm nervous. Yeah, yeah. Oh no! Stop it! Stop it! Yeah, yeah. That's Stop it! Um, but yeah, they're all they're all alive. Oh yeah, I know about that. Yeah, that that that's the rumor. I, yeah. Anyway, um, it, it, so so that's when we were talking about the biopic earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's worry about that. That's I'm like, is that gonna come out? Mm-hmm. No, I'll no. guarantee you they won't go that far. No, no. You either know it or you don't, and right. if you know it, you don't. You don't say probably. Right. But mm-hmm. I do have a, a sidebar question. I think I know the answer to this. The song "Freeway of Love," right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> because the Queen was very smooth with grown-up talk and grown-up things, and she would she would talk about very grown-up things in a very way. I think I know where this uh, is going. Very. <laughs> A very <laughs> coded kind of language that you had to be an adult to get it. All right. So that being said, I'm looking at uh, the lyrics to Freeway of Love. Um, City traffic moving way too slow. Drop the pedal and go. We're riding on the freeway of love in my pink Cadillac. Is that what I think it is? <laughs> you the expert. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Greg, Greg, don't leave me out here, Greg. Oh my goodness! Wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Are you are you trying to say Freeway Love is about her having sex with a white man? No, no, not not just. Is it is it about relations? It, it very well maybe because you know older songs used to code the language. Knew you'd be yeah. a vision in white. How'd you get your pants so tight? Ooh. Don't know what you're doing. But you must be living right. So wait, well, hold up. The real, the real shade of all of this is Aretha didn't write that. Narrator Michael Walden did. Uh, I always, I always wonder when oh, men write songs for women that oh, are sexual in nature. Wow. How do they, how do they go about putting themselves into that place if they are not attracted to the business? I, I'm always curious about how that works. They write what you know, a woman is saying to them. How does that work? <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I can at least say in at least two of the cases, mm-hmm. it's a situation of G.A., but why? 
that was smooth. That was smooth. Okay. Greg. All right. So, that Greg is smooth. That Greg is smooth. I tell I you. I mean, because yeah. now Luther did two albums for Aretha. Hello. Yeah, we know we know Luther. We're talking talk about like somebody like let me think of somebody who's not proper. Wait, wait, wait. Like, but near to Michael Walden. Uh, yeah, like near to Michael Walden, he's straight, right? As far as yeah. I know. Mm-hmm. Oh Lord Jesus. <laughs> Man, baby face. What about baby face? This is baby face. So baby face, you know, is straight as far as we know. And I'm just curious. It's like, does he write what he wanted his like his wife at the time to sing to him? Is that what how you put yourself in that in that place? Do you just is it like acting? That's what I ask. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's probably like acting. You put on persona for a while. You take it off when it's done. Possible. Well, I'm going to say that Freeway of Love is about grown-up stuff. And I'm sticking agree. with it. It very possibly, <laughs> it very possibly really is. You know? <laughs> it very possibly really is. And mm-hmm. just, you know... Mm. All right. Hmm. So that is our um, Aretha Repass show. Thank you, Aww. everybody, for joining us. Um, Thank you. Coffee Light and Sweet, thank you in particular for joining us. Um, Always. Pleasure. Where can people find you online? Well, you can find me. I don't uh, tweet as much as I used to, but on Twitter at Coffee Light Sweet. All right. Gregory, where can people find you online? I am available on uh, Mixcloud under Treble Free, T-R-E-B-L-E-F-R-E-E. I do a monthly podcast, uh, sort of mix, but I don't really talk, but uh, mix a uh, trouble free R and B, and the September uh, episode is up now. Oh, check that out! <laughs> All right, awesome. Mm-hmm. You can find Latria at Simply Tria. You can find me at B Touch. You can find Ali, who is unfortunately not here. I'll tell him about all of this. Um, he is at AKA Ali Babwa because Ali Prince Ali. Yes, it is E Ali and Babwa. Don't I'm forget at, about Carolyn. And no, of course. Oh yeah, my bad, Carolyn, who had to run. She, of course, does a C-Dub show on this network. You can find her um, at um, C-Dub the Host on Twitter. You can find the show at the C-Dub Show across all social media. You can find this show, the Say Something Nice podcast, on all social media under the handle at SSM Podcast. If you would like to email the show, you can email us at podcast at SSMPodcast.com. And, of course, our website is SSMPodcast.com. You can find new, current, and older shows <coughs> as well. Thank you everybody so much for joining us. This has been the Say Something Nice podcast. I am Brandon. I am Greg, trouble free. Coffee light and sweet. And Latria? Oh, I I think we said it at the same time. Sorry. This is Latria. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We'll see all of you next time. Bye. Bye.